Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome. On this holy hell, the U.S. Open teed off at LACC Thursday, June 15, 2023. This sports program starts now. Sports! Had to catch up there. A lot of words, not a lot of time. Happy to be here. Pumped to be here on this glorious Thursday. There is a major golf tournament happening right now as we speak at LACC, which is Los Angeles Country Club. I assume there's a lot of relatable humans that are normally members there this weekend. (laughs) There is all the professional golfers on planet Earth that are worthy of competing for the largest share of a prize pool that they've ever had at this tournament. That's right. 20-some million dollars up for grabs. Three-point-something to the winner. Scotty Scheffler started out as the favorite because he's Scotty Scheffler and he's unbelievable at golf. Mm -hmm. There's an amateur at the top of the fucking board right now, and we will be watching these golfers have to go ahead and take on a course that is designed to make them look pedestrian. Designed to make them look amateur. What? There's going to be some professional golfers who have spent their entire lives on the driving range, on the putting green, out of the sand, what? working on different swings. Oh, here's a little draw. He's a little fade. Oh, I need to undercut a little flop shot. I need to move and do this whole thing. Then they're going to run into this fucking golf course, and there's going to be some rough in which a ball is going to disappear. And there's a fairway that's faster than the green that you play at Jeez. at your club. The USGA <laughs> that runs this entire thing takes a lot of pride in challenging the golfers. My source... Says have told me that some of the golfers are like, yeah, it's really cool. Like this is oh okay. This this course is really cool, mm-hmm. and I think they get excited for the challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of these golfers are pumped that you know, like four under might be yeah, yeah might get yeah. done. Five under might do this entire thing. Cuts are going to be plus something big that it nor- isn't normally, but this is the one where there's a lot of clips coming out of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A lot of good golfers doing terrible things, and we'll keep an eye on all of it. To my right is a man who is a 14-year NFL veteran, cornerback in the NFL, would not move to safety, but he did move into a studio booth and spit some hot fire. Hell, oh, yeah. He's yeah. a rapper, I call him Pac-Man Jones. Yeah, Pac, you look super cool with the glasses on, dude. Smell me? Yeah. Hey, golf's <laughs> happening. You're a big golf guy. I enjoy whenever things that are kind of heightened, like these big events, the U.S. Open taking place, all eyes are on it. We got our next four days taken care of in the sports yes, world. Let's yes, go. The Toxic Tables here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. I love everything about this, tie. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't beat it. And you mentioned the the way the course is. Early, we already saw, I think Jason Day was maybe like 120 yards out. You know, easy uh, birdie opportunity. He's in the rough. He yep. takes a full swing like he's – you know, 250, 260 yards out, and he's still 30 yards short of the green. The rough is absolutely unbelievable. We've already seen guys, like, hit a flag stick, and then the way the greens are, like, it's just running, you know, 40 feet, 60 feet away from the green. Like, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Conditions aren't great today, but already a bunch of guys who we know and good players are teeing off, so it's awesome. Yeah, Rom is one under through two, Mm -hmm. so he started out hot. Morales, who's an amateur, is three under. So all the things that I just said might be wrong. What if these guys just beat the shit out of this golf course? At Tone Diggs, one half of the hammer. Cowboys, I know this is an exciting weekend for you. Awesome. I fucking love every major championship in golf. Um... Michael Kim, who is a golfer on the tour, playing in, the, in it this week, put out a nice tweet last night about what the course is and how it plays. And he put the over-under for winter around, I think it was 7.5 or 8 uh, for the week. Someone always, an amateur always comes, like Dylan Wu and, and Morales, that, someone always comes out like that. 
I don't think they're going to stick around that number for very long if I had to take it. Is that Solly, 200? Uh, oh, shit. Solly's playing? Is it? No, no, I don't think they're really <laughs> Is that from the No Laying Up family right there? I don't believe so. We will not have Solly on today, but we will have Tour Junkies founder, uh, which is a podcast, and I believe they also write for the PGA.com. Yeah. This man's name is Dave Barnett. They call him DB. The guy is obviously a bit of a degenerate. I believe he talks a yes. lot of gambling whenever right. it comes to the golf, but in doing so, he has relationships with people in golf that normally people don't have. Golfers. Caddies has them on all the time so they could get the course information before they put their bets in for the tournament. Can't wait to hear what this guy has. He been on this show before? I don't believe so. Maybe he has though. That's a good answer. Now, now, that, I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, I think he actually may have been on once before. He's normally on Hammer Don, giving them a bunch of winners yeah. over there, uh, talking about the gambling odds. I'm excited to chat with him again because this tournament, especially. You know, Rom, a man on a mission. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is a course that is set up for Rom to do well. Oh, yeah. Back controls the ball with that little, you know, half swing that he does that is so fantastic. And then all the iron players are saying we need to look at. So people are thinking maybe Max Homa, who I think has a course record at LACC. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe he's able to go and do this. Morikawa, always a good iron mm-hmm. player. Maybe he's the guy for it. Justin Thomas looks super cool. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. He, he looks great. He's got pink and black. Mm-hmm. Yep. Great fit. He's Ooh. walking around LACC, cock-a-do walk. That's yeah. right. Peacock. He's feeling good. I'll tell you what, you put up an eight on one of these holes. That's going to be take that pink sweater off. Let me mm-hmm. get out of here. Hide as much as possible. We will continue to update everybody on how the U.S. Open is going. And thank you to golf for giving us something to watch. Way to go, yeah. golf. Baseball happened last night. Guy's still home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Connor Falefa. And then the Yanks blew it and lost some extras to the Mets. So oh, sweet. No, what a game. Did you watch? I actually watched from the sixth inning on. Yeah. Uh, I had to put a movie on right behind it just because I was having trouble looking in that direction while baseball was on the TV. So once I put a movie in the background, I could glance down here and there. And it was actually pretty entertaining. And the games go much faster. I thought that was kind of bullshit baseball people just trying to get you in. Oh, they're shorter games. You're going to like it. Actually, well, Subway much- Series. I wish it was yeah. a little longer. Yeah, bingo. I would take it all in. I yeah. would have five, six hours. Definitely. <laughs> Jeff Bassett well bullied you into watching the game. Yeah, I well, saw it. Uh, yep. Yesterday was the first hey, time. Did you see that? He did saw bully it. you. Okay, I'm sure. Uh, yesterday was the first time, though, however, that you scroll those channels. Boy. And it is, it's depressing. It's like, oh, my <laughs> God. All the movies that are on these channels suck. There's no ah, basketball. The town was on last night. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. I didn't see it on Hulu then. I guess I'm switching to YouTube. I seen something with Ashton Kutcher the other day. It was on. It was hard not to stop at. What happens in Vegas? Is that is that what it is? With Cameron yeah, they, Diaz? Go, they go to Vegas, they get married, they hit the lot, they hit the jackpot, they get divorced, they gotta fucking stay together to get the money. Yeah, that was kind of what was happening. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They were in love at the end, though, I think, right? Yeah, yep. always. Yeah, blonde lady. Cam Diaz. I think so, yeah. Yeah, Cameron Diaz. Ashton Kutcher also on Matt Reif's uh, promotional tour. That's right. I've seen a lot of Ashton Kutcher lately. I have not expected that. Matt Reif running the world right now. It appears so. Mm-hmm. Congrats to him. Super handsome and hilarious. I mean, that's good. not normally a tag team that goes together. He's crushing it. Congrats mm-hmm. to him. And let's talk about some NFL news that is taking place. Obviously, Stephon Diggs back at Buffalo Bills. Who cares? Nothing, nothing wrong. Yep. Here goes, Stephon. Another thing happening. The New York Jets have canceled mandatory minicamp because they had such great attendance throughout all of it. TAs. They had already got enough accomplished, and they're in the Hall of Fame game, so we're going to have to report a week earlier. Let's go ahead and give them a week earlier here. You see, we just slide our window of off time. Yep. I seen Tannenbaum was not happy he, about that. He was pissed. Nope. Tannenbaum was not happy that they canceled mandatory minicamp, and obviously he had been there every day in the meetings, on the practice field, right. uh-huh. in the weight room. Right. He knows where they're at as a team better than the people that are in there, Without and he question. said can't be doing that. He needs to be a mandatory minicamp. Aaron Rodgers, that is, getting used to the teammates. I feel like with the way mandatory minicamp is nowadays, 
OTAs. It's all basically just glorified OTAs anyways. There's not really anything changing for those final three days that are other than the fact that it's mandatory. So those who might have a contractual issue or don't normally come, they have to be in the building for those three days. But if you have like 100% attendance and everybody's there for the first seven weeks or whatever it is, it's not that big of a deal. No, it's not that big of a deal. And what only thing can happen, you know what you got by a month, a month in, you the younger guys maybe it can help them, but for the older guys it don't it don't do nothing but wear and tear. Only thing that happen is injuries at that point. Quite sure you got you don't have since April. What I think everybody go April fifteenth to now. Um, but everything you pretty much done put in is in. You know we we ain't hitting or tackling or thudding up or nothing right now. So that doesn't matter. We can do all of that in camp. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why it's even a conversation, but it is Aaron, it is New York, it is right. the Jets, mm-hmm. it is everything like that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of teams that do that. The Colts actually uh cut off the final day of the mandatory minicamp, as did Bill Belichick. The Colts had two offensive linemen catch a couple punts. What? Oh, That's man. so fun. Hey, two to six offensive linemen catch a punt. We'll see you guys at training camp. Ooh. That's awesome. First two. Pow. Boom. Oh, we're out of here. Yep. Yeah. See you later. Last day canceled. Bill Belichick also canceled last also day? Also canceled last day, yep. This son of a... Yeah, they went paintball and <laughs> team bonding exercises. Yeah. Chewing each other with paint. Paintball. Well, and that's so what I was cool. going to say to Pac-Man. Is, it, it is. It, I was going to say to Pac-Man, like, OTA's big, like, camaraderie building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're all... This is what we're here for. Let's get yeah. together. You know, what you have, like, for a new person in New City, Aaron, for instance, okay, how's day-to-day work here? Okay, that's where I'm getting my food. All right, that's where the meeting is. Training room's here. Who am I working with? That person. I'm learning about who who is doing what on a day-to-day. Equipment room, my shit, what I like to wear. What I do. So there is like a period of things that transition that you could potentially need to learn. Rookies have to learn everything. everything. So like OTAs is a massive thing for rookies. But for the team, especially if you have uh, you know vets and people that have been around the NFL, it's all about learning by each other. You know, and enjoying each other. Mm-hmm. That's why the Stephon Diggs thing was fucking wild. Yeah. Because it's like, hey, really, the only thing we're doing here is not right we're getting some reps <laughs> and shit like that, but we'll be throwing in the offseason together anyways. Uh, we might add some things to the offense, but we already know the fucking offense anyways. We have some expectations that we said we already know what the culture is. Yeah. So basically bonding is like the main part of that whole thing. That's why the dig story was so big. Yeah. And I would like to report that he posted on his Instagram story, picture him and Josh Allen, tag Josh Allen, and I believe Josh Allen shared it on his story. Get out of here. Sorry, it's good. Yeah. Come on. on. Congrats, Buffalo. Everything's good. Yeah. He's really that serious? As a Von Miller. Mm-hmm. Well, can we get an explanation on his IG then? Because has he expressed his feelings? The way that he is trying to figure out We're how waiting to... for the next photo shoot. We don't oh. need a photo shoot, though, to hear what Justin Herbert is saying. And yeah. We were not able to find the video of Justin Herbert saying this entire thing. We were. Gum found it. Of course, of course he did. Of course, uh-huh. of course, of course he, did. he did. Hey, uh-huh. listen, government official in charge of immigration, mm-hmm. that video wasn't on the internet. No. The thing that was on the internet was the quote of what Justin Herbert said. What? That's it. Old Gumpy put the Splunkin' light on. Mm-hmm. Put it right around his rat tail. Mm-hmm. And he went in the internet and said, let me go try to find this. Let me rip this. Let's give proper credit because that's what we try to do as much as possible. We assume this is the Chargers YouTube. Shout out, Chargers YouTube is what is being said. Look at that. So whenever this uh, whenever this runs, knows that, know that Gumpy, anybody else could have done this on the internet. Yeah. Nobody did. All we saw was the headline. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert threatening hold-in if necessary. That's huge news. Let's listen to what he had to say, actually, and how it was delivered. And then let's go ahead and gauge our reaction off of how it's delivered, because this is a big deal with a team that has had numerous players hold in, it feels like, over the past few years. Justin Herbert basically said, I might be the next one. Seemingly. That's what the headlines say. Let's hear the man say it himself. 
if you were to do a hold in, how much could that delay that progress and everything? Yeah, that uh, you know that put you quite into the deficit. Um, you know, I think that we've done a great job so far of picking up the offense and, and doing exactly what Kellen's asked for us. Um, but when it comes to, when it comes time to camp. Um, you know, the role of the quarterback is to be out there for his team and, and to do everything he can to, to put that team in a position to win. And I understand that responsibility. Um, so it's something that you'll address when the time comes. But uh, I guess we'll see. Okay, so that was not him saying it was a hold. It was a question about a hold. Yeah. There's another video, I do believe, or no? Maybe the other video is where it is. Maybe the other video is where he's he's the one saying it because the way the quotes were saying yeah. is yeah. that he would right. potentially do it. That video clearly did not have that. Here's another video that was sent in by Gumpy. Remember, this is happening in real time. When we last talked to you, you kind of mentioned that if you don't have a deal, it's something you have to address and think about, is there any strategy? Would you be someone who would consider like a hold-in or anything to make sure a deal gets done, or is that just completely out of the picture for you? Um, it's something that I really haven't thought a whole lot about. Um, you know, I think the most oh. most of the offseason so far has been worried about, you know, getting my shoulder right, making sure that I'm the best quarterback that I can be for this team. Um, it's something that you can address. Um, you know, I'm not quite sure. I don't have any more updates for you at this time. But, uh, you know, like I've said earlier, I think uh, I think the world of the Chargers organization, um, you know, I've got complete faith, faith in the front office. Um, so that's, that's something that you'll address at the time. But uh, I don't have any updates right now. So you never said it. What yeah. the hell? He said, I'm not even thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Do you have any strategy? She didn't say the hold. Then somebody else said the hold in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said, I know my job as quarterback is to be around. So all these headlines and everything on Twitter is completely false. Yeah. He doesn't say anything about holding uh, no. He's trying to ra- vilify the guy. Yeah. Well, it, not only that, they're trying to put the Chargers in, and Herbert in an yeah. interesting situation. Yeah. We yeah. don't need to do any more of that. People ran with the very end of that first video where he said, we'll see. That's, That's like bull. It said, Justin Herbert asked about holding. He said, we'll see. Okay, so there's no hold-in. Nah. No. <laughs> no. Not at all. Herbert was asked Wednesday whether he could stage a hold-in during camp if the sides can't hammer on extension. When it comes for time for camp, the role of quarterback is to be out there for his team and do everything he, he can to put the team in a position to win, he said, via the team's official transcript. I understand the responsibility. It's something that you'll address when the time comes, but I guess we'll see. <laughs> okay. Last two so words. So I guess. Uh, I guess. Headlines everywhere. This wasn't just like one report either. This is a bunch of different outlets. Dude, it's the next... One of the next massive quarterback contracts that yes. completely changes and tilts the entire NFL. Every single new quarterback deal that comes in tilts how the NFL is going to be run going forward, what teams are going to be able to truly compete, what teams are not going to be able to compete, how's the salary cap going to be affected by it all. Him and fucking Joe Burrow are the one that they're talking about right now. Yep. So whenever you potentially say on the internet, and I guess we should have done more research before reading, a lot of people kind of uh, insinuating that this is the right. case. When you say he's potentially going to hold in, which is the newer version of hold out, which is like, I ain't doing anything until you give me my money. Mm-hmm. That kind of sets the tone for how you think that contract negotiations may be going. Yeah. What he said was nothing. Telesco told us in here, he said, I'm not losing sleep over the Justin Herbert deal. Right. So whenever I read and found out about this hold-in thing, I'm like, ooh, I wonder if Telesco's losing sleep now. Over this. <laughs> we listened to that. Telesco ain't worried about nothing. <laughs> not uh-uh. Neither's Herbert either. No, no, no. But I guess we'll see is all he said. Uh-oh. <laughs> it sounds like Herbert. There's no update on it, but it don't sound like he's worried about it right now. Me neither. Yeah, huh? he, sounds like they're going to get a deal done. Yeah, yeah, him and Burrow feel like they know what position they're in mm-hmm. and you know how much leverage they do have because of how good they are. And it feels like both organizations also know that, hey, no matter what Herbert said, it, I just was reiterating the fact that a very smart man who on the you know smart Heisman says words the same way I do, no big deal or anything, but happy Thursday. But seriously, the two GMs, Duke Tobin and Telesco, they both are like, hey, no matter what, 
this guy isn't walking out of the building. Like we're keeping him. It's almost like Harbaugh saying that Lamar's two hundred percent going to be their quarterback. Our source says have sent a direct statement from the Chargers. Okay. <laughs> Every time Justin has been available this entire spring, he has been asked about his contract, and every time he has said he wasn't worried about it and was letting his agent handle the discussion. Nobody has said anything different or ever talked about it. Literally, one guy asked a hypothetical question, and a guy used the word hold in, and now it's off and running. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that is, they're like, come on. Yeah. What do we do? Because it got big. That spread like yeah. wildfire because that would be a big news. Yeah. If it was a big news, <laughs> turns out, not big news. No news. Okay. All right, congrats everybody over there. Way to go, Chargers. Because the rest of the NFL was like, ooh, Herbert. Oh, Hold the yeah. phone. Hold in, okay. Oh, yeah. And then Joe Burrow was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. We're holding What's in. he holding for? What the? Should we? Anything. Should I? I? Should I? Are we? <laughs> How's this whole thing? And speaking of contract news, Jonathan Taylor, running back for the Indianapolis Colts, who at one point was in an MVP of the uh, entire NFL conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, we're one year removed. Well, I guess a couple months removed from a season in which he did not play good football. No. He was hurt. The offensive line was terrible. Yep. So there's obviously a lot of different excuses you can make for him not performing up to the level that all of us thought he was going to perform at. So maybe that's the case. But he was nothing like what he was his MVP year. No. A lot of attributing mm-hmm. factors, as is team sports and football. But Jonathan Taylor is one of the only stars that the Colts have who we know, if get put in the right position, can succeed and do well. Has literally done that his entire life. Yep. Has been healthy his entire life. Yep. Has been a workhorse his entire life. Has been successful his entire life. Well, Last year was just saying, ended up with number four overall pick. Yeah. That's not good. Jonathan Taylor, running back, was asked about his kind of contract situation because he is staring down a potential contract, either extension or maybe free agency or franchise tag, and he sees what's happening with Saquon and Zeke and Dalvin Cook. Mm -hmm. He was obviously asked about it. Here's his answer. With Dalvin Cook's situation and, you know, Saquon and everything, does it feel like running backs are kind of fighting for the to be recognized for their value? Yeah, they definitely are, and it's, it's sad. It sucks because... A lot of positions, a lot of positions do a lot for their team. Um, but specifically speaking for the running back position, um, I can just speak firsthand. We do do a lot, and you just want you just want to be treated fairly, um, and not even treated fairly. You just want to be, you know, appreciated for what you bring to the team. It's never about yourself. It's about the team. So, what do you bring to the team? So, you know, just seeing guys fight. You just hope that things work out for them. I mean, you see why guys, they, they request trades. They, they want, you know, they just want to feel valued by not only their coaches, their teammates, but the organization as well. Um, and, and I think it's, it's something you got to continue to do. Yeah, and then, you know, him saying you could see why people request a trade was certainly one that stole some headlines out of that answer. Yeah, definitely. But if you listen to his answer, he's like, you can see why some people, with the way they're being talked about and how business is going, could get to a point where they're fed up and request to get the hell out of here. Yeah. He also seemingly understands the situation of him mm-hmm. versus everybody else and what's going on with the Colts. I didn't hear anything to really be that alarmed to, but he is speaking about a reality that he's going to be staring down here that running backs just aren't getting paid right now, seemingly. Yeah, the running back market down. Everyone know that. You can get a good running back pretty much anywhere right now. No one is handing the ball. not Jonathan Taylor. Not Salvin Cook. I'm just saying. saying They're really good. They're really good, but we're done with giving the running back 40, Mm. 50 carries. I mean, 40, 30 to 25 carries a game. You know what I mean? Not We're not doing that no more. They're passing the ball now. The game is more up-tempo. It's quick, fast. 
Um, you need fresh guys. Play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's stable. The running yeah. back position, actually, like the fresher and faster you are, yeah. the better. Because we need you to either clear out mm-hmm. yep. or fucking bubble out. Yep. Yeah. And both of those are going to be like scat backy, but we need you to be fresh almost. Now, there are some offenses the Titans are always going to be. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. going to hammer the ball. That's Vrabel. I think Vrabel's always going to feel that way. I think they're going to do it. The Atlanta Falcons the are going to run the yep. ball. The Niners are going to run the ball. Uh, but when. The, the the Niners are around the team, but it's way more than just running. The, the, they back do everything. Yeah, but Christian McCaffrey's their guy. Yeah, but so he they can paid do everything, him. though. They paid him, though. Derrick Henry got paid out of the Titans. Yep. Yep. Their team's identity is almost coming out of both of those guys. And now, granted, I know George Kittle's a star. Debo, absolute mm-hmm. dog. IU came into his own, was his own fucking yeah. monster this past season. I'm sure I'm forgetting people. I do apologize. But Christian McCaffrey, immediately be, uh, upon being dropped on their team, became their focal point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's throwing, he's catching, he's running. But they are a running team. You know, yeah. Juice is leading the way. Yeah. They're misdirecting. They're setting up leverage for pulling tackles. Yeah. Right. And pulling. And tight ends. Yeah, everything. Yeah. They are, they're literally running the ball. But before McCaffrey, that was a stable. Mm-hmm. Big time. Hey, yeah. we just need as many people yeah, as possible years. that can kind of understand everything and be fresh. I think Atlanta's doing the same thing without Cordell Patterson. They're going to try to get people that are fresh. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the value of one has certainly been cut in half by the value of more, strictly because you can be fresher, quicker, and we can just kind of plug and play to your point. But there's some guys that are different. Yeah, they yeah. need to be viewed as X-factors. Like Austin Eckler, for instance, go back to the Chargers, sure. who... They have to be so frustrated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that stinks. About that whole Justin. Yeah. Herbert has to be like, what? I didn't say what anything. the hell? Is the Somebody see. else said it. No. <laughs> the biggest story of the day? The throwaway. Oh, Wesco's like, I know it's not your fault, Justin, but like, fuck. We'll see. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I guess see, we'll see, see how that can be a problem. But like, Austin Eckler's an X factor. He scores touchdowns. Right. Why, why are we just viewing him as, I guess they th- just think those days are going to end for him? I don't know. I think, I think like Atlanta, like they wrote, they love to run the ball and they saw what McCaffrey does for the 49ers. So they went out and got fucking Bijan, who they think is, is a guy that can be just like Christian McCaffrey. So like, there's still. on rookie deal. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. That's in huge. the, in the rookie they had last year, uh, Algier, he had an unbelievable year and he's also, he's going into his second year. And so it does feel like too, the Lions drafted a running back in the, there was two running backs taking the top 15 and last year there was no running backs in the first round. So like it, maybe there is some sort of term, but it feels like payment wise, it'll never get so to what it was. So it's the same thing that kind of happened with the wide receiver market. Remember, the wide receiver market is like you become a team that either pays your quarterback or you pay a wide receiver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now the Buffalo Bills have been able to do both somehow, and they're still not. No, nope, they are. They're back. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. They're back. They're back. But with the run on wide receivers out of the draft, you saw a lot of GMs being like, "Don't have to pay this guy. Can get rid of this guy. We'll draft one in the first round." Running back. Seemingly falling into the same exact. Yes. Like, hey, if a guy's really good, mm-hmm. we would like him to be on our team. But also, we're not paying him fifteen million. <laughs> right. right. We can pay. We got a rookie <laughs> that we can probably mm-hmm. seems to have all the bills and whistles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'll get eight hundred yards. We don't know if he can be as durable and if he'll be able to pick it up as quickly as obviously this person already has it. But we can cut out ten million dollars. I mean, that is. Every team is looking to do that so they can pay yeah. somebody else almost. You're always robbing Peter to pay Paul right. yeah. whenever you're doing a salary cap. Anytime there is a certain amount of money that you're able to pay to an entire group of people, you're always trying to figure out where you can pull from, where you can add from, how do you make this whole thing work like a puzzle. feels like the running back market is currently the one where we're taken out of the veteran running back market and we can send it somewhere else, and we'll have maybe one other team figure that out. Panthers traded Christian McCaffrey. Oh, yeah. yeah. One year after the big deal, I think. Yep. Yeah. 
in the middle of like his best year that he was having, most healthy year he was mm-hmm. having, doing everything he could possibly do for that particular program was going the other way. They trade him. He's still great player, still beloved. So good. But they're like, yeah, we're not, we don't need to be that much money tied up in the running back for the next couple of years. It's an interesting time, and it sucks for the running backs. Yeah. We're pulling for all of you, though. Yeah. yeah. Good luck, running back. Good luck, running back. And even, like, a guy like JT, like, I mean, you look at what Josh Jacobs did last year. Like, when these guys have, like, the best season of their career, it's almost, like, to a detriment because it's like, well, we just gave you a shitload of carries. Like, you're not going to be able to reproduce that and do it again. So it's like when they do go out and perform and have incredible years, like, that's not really being rewarded either because it's just putting more miles on them. Yeah, it's like – uh Okay, yeah, but that was our decision for you to be good. Mm-hmm. Like, what an, what a thing to yeah. say. It Dude, yeah. What else can you do? Yeah, yeah well, that's that's a tough spot. I just hope these guys continue to ball. I hope Jonathan Taylor's great again. Mm-hmm. And I hope they put Chris Ballard in a bind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Doesn't look good. What? For Jonathan Taylor. Two offensive linemen caught the first two punts. Those I'm boys not, are moving. Yeah, yeah. I, okay? vibes are hot. Anthony Richardson, he's slinging the pill. but yep. Yeah, I, Andy, I'm just here so I won't get fined. He's got a good personality. Do you mm-hmm. think with Anthony Funny. Richardson being a mobile quarterback, Army. able to run, and you have to pay Taylor and Pittman, they might lean to Pittman because he needs wide receivers? I think it's good yeah. to have a great running back. I think it's good to have a great running sure. back alongside Anthony Richardson. And we're just going to – hey, don't you worry about what the Colts are going to do. They're going to figure it out. Not worried yeah. at all. Jonathan Taylor did not request a trade, though. He was talking about other people's situations. Yes. Right. And with that being – said, Dalvin Cook's so fucking good. Yeah, so oh, good. Exactly. And he is currently just available. And I yep. think Dalvin Cook gonna end up the same way in San Francisco. Wherever Dalvin Cook end up, he's gonna be that guy. Yep. And he's gonna make the But they're gonna tell him he's not gonna be. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, wherever right. he's going right now, they're gonna say, yeah, we're thinking, obviously, you're gonna get less touches and we have a couple good guys we like. Uh, but there's only, like, one Dalvin Cook out there. Yeah. So, so if we're only gonna give the ball to a running back... 15, 16 times. We might Mike. as well give it to the fucking, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. If we got Probably a guy. Helps. So that's not great for Zeke. You know, no, not no, at all. That's no. not great for anybody. Fournette. If Dalvin Cook's available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like that's uh, in a in a seemingly drier well money-wise, the running back market. Yeah. Having Dalvin Cook be available Dude. right yes. now is. Zeke's not doing those things. Yeah. Nah. Well. Yeah, not at all. Fred, Leonard yeah. Fournette ran over Kyle Brandt. I seen him. <laughs> yep. You see Kyle mm-hmm. Brandt was on his back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Still got it. I mean, he didn't even budge when Kyle Brandt jumped on his back. Right, Legit. Kyle, Kyle Brandt's a big son of a bitch. He is. Yeah. Big, handsome son Stat. of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's turn our conversation back to LACC. Okay. Let's turn our conversation back to the U.S. Open that teed off this morning. Let's turn our conversation back to Ricky Fowler is two under. Hell yeah. Holy hell, Ricky Fowler, if he was able to do this. That'd be awesome. Oh what God. a moment for old Ricky. Joining us now is a man who hopefully has a little bit more information on who's going to make us some money this weekend as we gamble alongside the U.S. Open. Yes. He's the founder of Tour Junkies, which is a podcast that is fantastic. He also writes on PGA.com. The guy knows golf inside. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Dave Barnett. You look sweet. You look cool. Nice. You cut that with scissors that are dull. I like it. Yeah, Pat. Uh, I've been a fan of yours since Heartland Radio, episode one, buddy. Nice. So I just had to go ahead and make the shirt just like, you know, I'm trying to just fit in here, buddy. Now, yeah. Thanks for having me. I mean, you certainly fit in there. I mean, people look at us, they're like, yeah, those two are supposed to be together. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, just two handsome dudes doing their thing, right? So... um, <laughs> The scissors you that you right have. Now, Pat? Well, I just think your scissors are trash. The crop. Yeah. Yeah. crop. I think you need to talk about your scissors. No job. Your scissors let you I down because got- I think you had a good, <laughs> good shape on a tank top here. Like it's not easy to get that shape to get the right. to get it squared up as good as it was. Like that's very impressive, especially because you cut off the neck. But your scissors were like Tom Segura's left arm here. It seems yeah. like yeah. they <laughs> betrayed you numerous different times. You know what I mean? 
Listen, Pat, you, you got a kid now, right? You, I got kids. You got to have dull scissors in the house. You don't want kids slicing <laughs> oh, up hero. Makes sense. Okay. So you got a, Smart. You got to big brain this, okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to let you know I appreciate your effort and your parenting style. Thank you for joining us. Let's dive in. So LACC yeah. here. Uh, obviously, you saw the videos. This is kind of the U.S. Open's thing, right? Like, they always make the course as hard as possible. We see a lot of really good golfers make some terrible shots. Those are the clips that are coming out from this weekend. Who does that favor, you think, whenever we're looking at Obviously, morale who's an amateur is three under through 10 you got shot uh, obviously Fowler Bang. is two under which is a big move Rom is back to uh, even he's still at even or whatever where who should we be looking at here you think to really have a big time weekend who should we sprinkle some cash on well I mean obviously the U.S. Open you're likely going to see the cream rise to the top the best players in the world are going to perform when the golf course is the most difficult and the USGA typically brings that out in guys I think one time in the last 10 years, you've had an outright winner at over 50 to 1. So chances are we're going to see somebody that started out under 50 to 1 win this golf tournament. And Zonder and Ricky Fowler getting off to such a good start on the back nine. The back nine is very difficult. If they can hold on um, through 16, 17, and 18, which are three really brutal holes, then there's some birdie opportunities on the front nine. So like if you're looking at live bets either now or as the week progresses, you know, as guys are playing the back nine, if they can hold on for the back nine and score on the front, things are looking really nice. So, like, Ricky and Xander being two under early is a big is a big sign that those boys are feeling good right now. And I would look for them to score more on the front nine. Who are these? These are guys that are good with their irons. That's what it is. Who can control the ball? That's the biggest deal, right, for the U.S. Opens or no? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they're going to test everything in the bag. So, LACC looks to really set up best for total driving, which is like, Hit it as long but straight as possible, right? And and hit your spots in the fairway because these greens are brutal. We've already seen it. I've been watching coverage since it came on this morning. I really haven't even slept since freaking yesterday's hammer dying. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Dull scissors, not slept. sleeping. What? We're batting. What? We're what? golfing. What? Hell yeah. What? I've been capping. I've been capping since yesterday, dude. I'm like – and Brucey Braun sh- threw some shade at me yesterday, and I don't even – I still didn't sleep. I'm he didn't sure. want you on the show today. Yeah, yeah. Bruce, you should have heard that. That's not true. Nah, yeah. Bruce did not Bruce want you on the show. Bruce said, "Don't bring DB on over." No, no. I, I, he said that booze bag's going to be drinking <laughs> yeah. by the time you yeah. have him on, and lo and behold, <laughs> there's the doll scissor having son of a bitch drinking out of a a beer stein. It yeah, appears. Pretty sweet. Was that a frosted well, mug at the beginning of this entire thing? Oh, hell yeah, it was a frosted mug. And that's Two a double ago. IPA we put in there. I put the high test shit in there because, number one, US I'm a full time golf handicapper and it's, and it's US Open round one. So, what the hell do I have to do for the rest of the day? And number two, I was Kids. coming on with you. So, I had to like calm the nerves <laughs> a little bit. Okay, cool. I have um, your booze in early. I appreciate right. that. And you're celebrating the US Open. Yeah. I mean, this is a big Come on, major. This is a big deal. Yeah. You're saying that they're going to have to use everything in their bog. Okay. It's, it's got to be everything. Yeah, you're going to have to get up and down around the greens, too, because you're going to miss the greens here. Uh, I was watching this morning, and the morning here is when the greens are going to be the most receptive. And even this morning, you're watching balls bounce around out there. Like The afternoon tomorrow, or today and tomorrow is going to be a total, especially tomorrow when you're sweating your guys to make the cut. Tomorrow afternoon is going to be intense, boys. So just hold on. I think at the end of the week, the star of this U.S. Open is going to be Los Angeles Country Club, which that's, is exciting. Hey, that's kind of how the U.S. Open is every yep. single year, it feels like. And I, I had uh, one one particular golfer I talked to. No big deal. Hey. No big deal. Just talking to golfers. Plugged right. in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Plugged in. I think they get excited for this type of event as well. I assume that they would hate it because I think Phil has said some things in the past and other golfers mid-round have been like – 
thanks, USGA. Like, this course is fucking bullshit pretty much. But I think yeah. I, it, from the message that I got, some of these golfers, like, look forward to the challenge, right? Isn't that, like, something that they look forward to doing every single year? Yeah, I mean, I think they look forward to the challenge. There's been some complaints in the last few years with the USGA just getting stupid with certain things. Like, you know, Phil's complaint, and when Phil, like, hit the ball that was rolling on the green that one year, I can't remember where that was. But there, there have been some shady USGA setups. But LACC, first of all, is a course that we've not really seen a lot of. Um, but the Gil Hans redesign has been fantastic. I think a lot of the players appreciate what he's done. Um, and, and we've seen him uh, him featured on some of these other courses in recent majors. So I, I think the players are excited about LACC. You know, Brooks Kepka in his press conference, I think it was yesterday or the day before, said that that's why he thinks he has an edge. He's like, all these guys sit here, and, and I, I think what he said is they just bitch about the course setup. And he's like, I just don't get caught up in that stuff. I go out there and I play my game, and everybody's playing the same course, and that's why I think, you know, he has an edge. So I don't think you're going to hear a lot of complaints uh, this this week. Um, LACC looks pretty nice. It does, doesn't it? And the weather's always so nice. It is. Oh, gotta love it. Yeah. Yeah. They, got, they don't worry about their AQI, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the bums. You know what I mean? Well, there's a lot of bums. I don't mm-hmm. know if they're near LACC, but yeah. certainly in Los Angeles. And we've seen – that's our own reporting. Exactly. Yeah. That's just well, experience. That's just what we have seen. Mm-hmm. And oh, they they yeah. seem to be living their best life, too. Oh, yeah. For sure. You know, where are you at? Harbor where are you Castle. at? I'm in Augusta. I'm, I'm in Augusta. Augusta, Georgia. Oh, oh, that's no. that golf course down in Florida. So yeah, yeah in that region. Yeah. Oh, it's down yeah. there. Near Louisiana. It's down there in, in Georgia. I, I believe I've learned mm-hmm. that you used to be member there. <laughs> no. Um, do I look like a guy who would have been a member of Augusta? <laughs> not, not right I'm now. Not, a member. <laughs> not right now. Um, no, no. I, I was. I caddied there in college. I caddied two years in college when I was uh, – Back in the day. Hey, that's I'm probably a pretty good gig. I'd assume, yeah. though. Yeah. I, I assume it's a pretty good gig over there. It was a pretty fun gig. We had some good times. Um, I heard was, the caddy, uh, uh, what's it called? Where you guys all the, the clubhouse? The, the caddy house. The caddy yeah. house. Uh, from what I've heard from people that have gotten to right, play there. Obviously, play yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Pretty good sure, time, right, good people. You. And then I heard there's, is there something that takes place there? I've, I've heard about this, obviously. Yeah. Yes. There's like a draft of who's caddying for who, potentially, whenever. Is that something that takes yeah. place? Yeah, so I don't know if I don't know if they still do it that way. So I caddy there in 0708. You know, I'm boomer approaching here. Um, I caddy there in 0708, and back then, yes, there was like a lottery system where if you were a part time caddy, your 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 chip goes in a bag, and you're, you had a caddy number. And when the bags from the full time guys were all full, they would put your chips in the bag, and you pull it out every morning to see if you even had a loop. So a lot of days you go into work, and you don't necessarily get drawn, you don't get pulled, so you don't you don't have work. But if you get pulled, if your chip gets pulled, then you get to go up on the board. But this is back in the day again. So you got to go up on the board and put your chip at the uh, at the name of the member who was playing that uh, that day. So it was it was it was interesting. It was uh, kind of an, an interesting lottery. Some guys would put their chips on names that they knew just tipped really well, and some guys would put their names on uh, ch- chips where you were likely to have some kind of you know famous person possibly playing or something like that. Yeah, I've heard stories out of that. <laughs> I've heard what? stories I bet out of that. you have. I bet just, you have. Just from humans that I know that have been there. I, I've heard it is. Sure. I've heard it's remarkable down there. Great mm-hmm. time. I've heard it's a wild, wild time. Yeah, yeah. Town Diggs has a question for you, pal. DB, the par threes here fascinate me. There's two of them over 280 yards. How are those playing today? Are we just fucking, like, just gripping and ripping and hoping we're hitting greens when it's that far? Uh, yeah, um, I think, uh, I think the par fives are definitely going to tell the st- a lot of the story. When you look at the end of the, at the end of the tournament on Sunday, likely the guys up at the top 
probably played the par threes better than anybody, and then they made their birdies on the par five opportunities. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's kind of a hold on to your to your to your dick situation, and and maybe try to make par on those couple of long ones. You know, people have talked about George Thomas, the original architect, kind of thinking of those as almost par three and a half. So if you make par there, you're almost you're beating the field. Um, it's going to play a little bit longer, I would guess, in the morning when the air's heavier and the ground is softer. But in the afternoon, we're going to see guys probably trying to just land it somewhere in front of the green and let it roll up. Um, so, so far early, I think it's been playing even a little bit longer. So I haven't seen the ball bouncing or rolling up as much. But those are going to be fun holes to watch as the week progresses. And they start messing around with the, uh, you know, with the pin positions. What are those guys playing there? 280-yard par three. Is that uh, they're playing three-wood? Uh, I mean, I think some of them might have to. I mean, some of the little short knockers out there may may have to. But I, I think a lot of guys I've I've talked to have said, you know, this may be a situation where, like, you're really trying to carry it maybe 250, 260, and let it roll up. Because oh, there is a little bump and run. Okay. A little bump and run from 280 A little bump and run from 280. Yeah, uh, there is a lot of short grass before these before those greens, so the ball is going to bounce and roll and roll. And on, a, on at least one or two of them, you do not want to go off the back. So, I mean, if you can imagine being long on a 280-yard par three, once this course does start getting baked out and firm and fast on the weekend especially, that could be a problem. I, I mean, there's a chance I can be long on that. Yeah. yeah. There's also a chance I can be there's way left yeah, right. sure. on that one, <laughs> mm-hmm. way right All on right. that one, yep. and even right. short on yeah. that one. Yeah. But there is a chance I could be long. If I hit it just right, yeah. nobody's landing on the green there, huh? That ball's gone. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think by the weekend, if we start seeing some of those, there, there's a chance that, that this place gets that firm. Um, that's what everybody's talked about. All, all the caddies we've talked to, all the players we've talked to leading up to this have all said, you know, the course is firmed even since Monday. So by the time the USGA is dealing with this puppy by Saturday and Sunday, it is going to be firm, and uh, players are going to have to consider how far that ball is going to roll out. Pac-Man Jones has a question for you, DB. Hey, DB. Oh, my God. Pac-Man. What what's, up? What's hey, up, why did you dress like him, asshole? Racist. Yeah, what's that about? <laughs> what's that all about? Yeah. Oh. Go ahead. Anyways, Pac. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. hey, DB, I didn't know Pac was going to be on. DB, this is normally a, a low-scoring um, Oh, jeez. Right Pac-Man. Oh, um, oh, this guy hates you, Pac-Man. Yeah. If I'm betting what's going to win right here, what, is, what, would you, what would you bet? Minus eight? Minus seven? Money six. You're, you're kind of what? you're kind of right on it, Pac Man. I mean, I think we saw uh, Vegas lines come out around eight and a half as the over under was was pretty much the consensus. So I don't think the USGA wants to see it get to ten. I, personally, that's just an opinion. I, I don't know that they I don't know they've said that, but I don't think they want a winner at ten under. So they'll do whatever they can by the weekend to set it up however they need to. Now that doesn't mean somebody just can't get insane hot and make it happen. Uh, but I bet if anyone cracks 10, they'll probably be like one person over 10 and everybody else will be a few shots behind. I think that eight to nine underscore is what we're going to see. Okay, Connor has a question for you about the rest of golf. Yeah, DB, Brookie Cookie said in an interview that uh, he was going to be at Travelers next weekend. Have those guys <laughs> already started the process of you know getting their tour card and getting back into the PGA? Or is that something we won't see till next year? That, that was a hilarious comment by Brooks. Yep. I freaking love that, first of all. Um, yes, no, I mean, to, there's not going to be any change uh, unless we get another shocking announcement, which no one saw coming last week. But as far as we understand it so far, the PGA Tour season is going to continue how, how it's slated to continue, at least through the Tour Championship in Atlanta, right down the street from me, at the end of August. The live season, I've, I've also heard, is going to continue what, what it's planned to do, which I don't think wraps up until November. So my guess is that 
the PJ Tour season is going to finish in August. The Live season is going to finish in November. And I'm guessing the first time that we see the two guys, you know, the two sets come back together and you have guys like Brooks playing in regular PJ Tour events, my guess is the first time, the earliest time we could see that happening would be January. But obviously mm-hmm. things could change. There's so many unknowns still with the whole merger situation. Yeah, a lot of unknowns, including a suspicious move just a couple of days <laughs> afterwards. Ty has a question for you, DB. Yeah, DB, just curious if you've heard anything inside the ropes or from the clubhouse or anything like that. Uh, was Jay Monahan poisoned? What exactly <laughs> happened to him? Uh, it just kind of seems a little eerie that this guy would broker this massive deal and then all of a sudden, you know, fake a heart attack or <laughs> actually have a heart attack. What happened here? Uh, are we ever going to see this guy again, or is he getting like reconstructive facial surgery and just moving off the face of the earth? Oh, nice move. Oh, boy, Ty. Um, well, I, I'm going to have to be careful here. I, I will say this. I've heard what? nothing from our, player, from our player and caddy friends. Uh, I, I think stress is a hell of a thing, folks. You know, I, I think there is truly something that happened with Jay. Um, okay. I, don't, I don't think hmm. this is some sort of – deep fake um but I, I think the man has been under intense stress trying to do and say and juggle and carry the water that he's been carrying for the last two years and um and i, I don't know I, I don't know anything more than that i, I don't want to pontificate yeah stress oh. is real i agree it has gotten a lot of people mm-hmm. but to have stress means you have a conscience too which i guess is good news yeah sure right because you don't have a conscience there's yeah. no stress right breaking <laughs> for monahan yeah yeah, sorry about it. Fuck, you gonna golf or not? You're gonna be there. Sorry, uh, yeah, I'm flying private. I'll see you guys at the FBO. Here's what it is. All right, yeah, that's. But him actually being like, oh, a lot has happened here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. having an actual conscience. That's good. That's good to hear. Yeah. yeah, everyone hates him, and he actually feels that. He Both sides hate him, and he understands that. Yes, mm-hmm. that's potentially what's happening here. We hope he's okay. Yeah. Who's winning? Who are you picking to win? Listen, boys, I would love for one of two heartwarming stories to win because if they do, I will get to take massive victory laps um, on Tommy Fleetwood and Ricky Fowler. If one of those two could win, Fowler. it would be it would be it would be just wonderful. I, I don't know how you ignore either one of them the way they've both been playing. Neither one of them have won a major before. Obviously, Ricky's we, we all know Ricky's story. But you know, no, what, is Patrick had, what is it? Patrick What is it? What's well, Ricky's I mean, story? Just, that he's been on tour for so long. Guy, he's a motorcycle guy. Yep. Super cool. Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah, great fits. Super cool. Was with Puma. He was yeah. in that uh, when those dudes were rapping yeah, and golf boys. Yeah, golf boys. Golf boys. Dick Fowler, PI. Yeah, yeah. So he, that, he was with the crew when he was the only one without a wife or a girlfriend. And yeah, he was, he was doing this one. Yeah, pretty much. It was like one of those. So that we what, yeah, like, is that a story? Real name's Richard. First of all, I can't believe you referenced the golf boys. Actually, Hunter Mayhan, who was one of the golf boys in that video, is going to be co-hosting with me on my show on Monday. I've even asked him to wear his fur coat from the video. I don't know if he still has it, but we'll see. Oh, um, and then also get that I, uh, that fucking uh, <laughs> the hover. Yeah, the hover golf cart. hover cart. The, bu- the Bubba Bubba Craft or whatever that thing. I thought that was, was just going to become the yeah, norm. Now, granted, thing. motorcycles are cool. Let's yeah. not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Motorcycle golf yeah. carts are cool. Let's not get crazy. That thing over there is pretty cool. Uh, it was a great gift from the boys. I appreciate it. Haven't, haven't used That's it on right. a course yet. think it might be difficult to do all that, but sure. very, <laughs> so very cool. cool. Sweet. Very, very, yeah. very cool. The hovercraft was going to be the thing. The golf boys introduced that to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy hell, I'm going to a golf course. I'm hopping on a goddamn hovercraft. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just able to drive on the green because there's no. This is the answer. Yeah. Here we are, how I many mean, years later, fucking PJs live, and we still don't have a hovercraft. No hovercraft. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, PB. Pat, Pat, you did get the ESPN bag, brother. I think you can get yourself a hovercraft. I think you should get one. 
Is that just something that's purchasable? Because I know they got that little <laughs> whale thing yeah. that I can go into the yeah. lake. Uh-huh. They have that jetpack thing that's for water as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's from the yeah, zoo, 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 uh, zoo pansas. Who's the uh, who's the Zupa? Zupa? Zapata. Zupata. Zupata. I'm, I'm going to buy their thing, yeah. To your point about okay. having a bag too much money, I am getting a jetpack. Mm-hmm. So that's on its way. But the Hunter Mayhan oh, boys, yeah. why, don't you like, why don't you ask them, where, what day is that? That's going to be Monday, Tour Junkies podcast? Yeah, man. Monday, Tour Junkies podcast, our betting preview for the Travelers next week. Elevated event, so it's still got the big names playing next week, too. Well, unless Rory says, I don't want to do it. Remember yeah. that happened at yeah, the first yeah. one? Was that the uh-huh. first elevated event? Yep. Yeah. Right after okay. yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll still be fine if Rory wants to sit another one out. Oh, Rory lost his draw. Well, you don't think Rory's needed? What You just said to hell with Rory? I, I, I think – no, I, I think Rory's kind of – I think he's just kind of been kind of a. Uh, you know, kind of oh, oh, tired of the shtick. Kind of what? Wow. I didn't know this was how the golf community fought. I felt like he was your superhero, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah he wasn't was he the, the golf community superhero? Uh, Pat, I do not represent all of the golf community. I don't well, know. I, see, uh, right now, you do on the show. Yeah. yeah. Siwoo Kim is my is my golf hero, so it's not Rory McIlroy, um, and I think Rory has made less fans, not more fans, over the last two years, at least uh, to some. Well, I, I still think he's obviously a great like player. Him. Out of you, he's made less fans. Sounds like, geez, you don't like because he's Speed Irish? Up. Is that what it is? Oh. Augusta, Georgia. No, I love, yeah, he's got curly uh, hair. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love Shane Lowry. I love Shane Lowry. Uh, uh, you know, he's fats. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Yeah, dude. Yeah. What's everybody's deal? <laughs> he's right. That's, that's Patrick All right, Reed. we appreciate oh, you, man. Bad. We appreciate you. We <laughs> hope hey. Fowler gets a dub because we all know his story. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we hope Fleetwood's able to bounce back after having an entire country after him last weekend. Yep. That was fantastic cinema. Obviously great drama. Can't wait to hear the podcast with Hunter Mahan on Monday. We appreciate your time, ladies and gentlemen. Dave Barnett. <laughs> Thank you, pal. We'll answer some phone calls on the 500 phone line. one 833 yeah, a little bit of indigestion. One eight three three four three two three six six three. I don't know if you heard during it. My entire body was making a sound out of my mouth. <laughs> I had these little beef sticks, and then I had a Coke Zero. Oh, those not little, a great what? concoction. That was right before we, right before I was Sound like a to bomb. Him. It was. It mm-hmm. actually was. As he was giving an answer, I heard my body going <laughs> out of my mouth. I couldn't stop it. Yep. I could hear it through my headphones. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, we gotta get away from the mic. And then it was vibrating the desk to mm. that whole thing. <laughs> yep. So I almost had a Vesuvius situation, which I'm hearing. Uh, yeah. What's that? Watch out for the volcanoes. Yeah, seismic activity. Oh uh, my god, stone. that's not good. <laughs> all of them erupting. That's not. Good if it news. were to erupt, it would take out all of the U.S., all of Canada, and all of Mexico. Some of Mexico and Canada. Some of Mexico. And <laughs> Even Canada, Florida. Uh, the internet's on some shit right now. The internet really is at a full on. Everything's about to collapse. We're all going to die. That's right. What do you do if that happens? You just, you just die. die. <laughs> yeah. You can't like, get in That's your like car. you're on a plane type situation. How long does it take to get over here? The, what? The, the, to die? the lava. Days. No, it's not the lava. Then what kills you? The it's asphalt? The ash it's the ash the cloud. Atmosphere. So you just have yeah. to get in your car and just. And so you know those things that people do the. Smelling salts. Smelling salts, yeah. That is actually the... Ammonia? Yep. So I guess that also floods air right after volcano. Yeah, it just basically makes the land uninhabitable, poisonous. So you got air is unable to be be blocks out the sun. We're talking nuclear winter, car. Yeah, yeah, but so you just you you just head you head right and then you hit the water and you get in a boat. Bingo. And then you try to outrun it like you're Leonardo DiCaprio and the Wolf of Wall Street trying to get up to Switzerland. (laughs) Exactly. And then you're going to run into some stuff and then. What they're saying is there's potentially another one on that other side that's coming to meet you this way. Yeah. It's like you can maybe outrun the cop car, but that radio is going to be tough to get. In this particular case, it's the other volcano from the other side yeah. kind of coming in on you. Yeah, but we just have to get to, what, 
Like middle of the Atlantic, north yeah. left of Florida, and then Jimmy Graham picks us up in his helicopter. Oh yeah, and then we go to his boat, and he saves us. There's a volcano erupting from space, obviously. So you know how people take drones up in the middle of fireworks on Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. NASA takes them up in the top of volcanoes. I like that. You know, I do appreciate us getting this type of analytics, and we appreciate it. And we hope everybody's safe. And uh, that's one of those things. You know, all of us should just look in the mirror and realize there ain't fucking a thing we can do. Yeah, I can't nope. control it. Unless you have a live straw and a gas. Oh, my God. What? You don't like Oh, you don't water? have a live straw. That's what I just heard. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. We need to get you a life straw. Get You're life fucked. Straw. Not drinking my piss. No. no I drink Connor's to. piss. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. We'll swap pisses. That's, so it's not your own Yeah, piss. it's like a soda fountain. All I'd pee for you, Pac. See, I'm going to a creek probably. Yep. But if you guys want to pee in each other's bottles <laughs> and, and uh, do whatever you got to do, you do what you got to do. Going into the tree. You need that survival straw, though, Pac. Okay? One for every car. Let's go to Gavin in Austin, Texas on the 500 phone line. one 833 is the number to get on there. We'll always have a phone line. Yeah. yeah. Pretty sweet. That's a roll of the dice, though. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Little risk. No, because there's a chance call sucks. Yep. Has happened sure. on this particular program. Sure. Absolutely. Time Only and- once. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say time and time again, but. Well, yeah, yeah, I just didn't want anybody to feel right. terrible and think that yeah. we think that their call has right. sucked. Because we do appreciate people that call. Yeah, for sure. Not easy to. Build the guts to call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people that call, we do appreciate. Mm-hmm. Some people have no self-awareness. They're calling in because they're supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those people, either home runs or absolute misses. Right. So we're not talking to those people. Right. But those people that are scared to call, get on, mm-hmm. have a good convo. And it's not good for a show, but it was a cool convo. We don't want to tell them their call sucks, even though for this particular case, their call did suck. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? We are doing a show. Mm-hmm. We also got hot just saying nothing after picking up the phone for a little bit there. Yeah. yeah. We handle calls a little differently. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Gavin in Austin, Texas. Gavin, what's going on down there, pal? What's up, Pat? What's up, boys? Hell yeah, Gavin. Excited oh. for your energy. You go to buy the comedy mothership down there? Oh, yeah. yeah. Joe Rogan's got that thing popping every single night. Yeah, I see like Ron White's in there literally every okay. single night. I think Rogan's in there every single night. Uh, Tony uh, Mule. Tony Mule is not in there. Hinchcliffe is in there. Yep, yeah. he's in there. I think Segura stops by on a very regular basis. Bert. It's like uh, yeah, Theo Vaughn, too. Theo's Theo. there. Bert was there. It's like what it used to be over in LA at that one uh, comedy, comedy store. Yeah. yeah, now it's like down there in Austin. Looks like a cool place. Looks like a fun night. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's like Tuesday. They got Rogan, Ron White, like Chappelle stops by. Oh, pretty good lineup. It's like a, that's like on a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. that's unreal. I think, right? I'm, I'm saying this accurately, Gavin? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's every night. And then everybody just kind of comes in unplanned, you know, and all of a sudden you got, you know, a headliner just showing up for 15 minutes. So it's pretty neat. How long have you lived in Austin? I just moved down here. Uh, okay, so I was going to say, oh, congratulations. And there was a chance Austin was going to be the home to Earth and space activities when Elon moved over there after Rogan moved over there after everybody was moving yep. uh, to Austin, Texas. But I believe the people that are like OG Austin, Texas people mm-hmm. – they fucking hate Gavin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they do not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah especially being from California. Oh, uh, hey, oh hey, Gavin. Yeah. What you're doing with those batteries. Hey, enjoy yourself, though. Uh, enjoy the city, all right? Have a good time. Gavin, what do you want to talk about, pal? Hey, so, Pat, I know you've been in that golf simulator a lot, right? And A.J. Hawk, you know, he as toxic as he is, he hits the shit out of that ball. But there's going to be coming a time day where you're going to be able to outdrive AJ. So does AJ have the consistency to beat you consistently? Thank you, Gavin. Great question. 
I can say with a pretty matter of fact, <laughs> I will never outdrive AJ Hawk. <laughs> yeah. Just going to be tough. Similar ages, not like he's going to fall off at some point. If he was like 10 years older than me, mm-hmm. I might be able to get his fucking ass whenever he turns 50. Sure. And I'm like still at 40, you know, and I still got a little explosion. AJ's body is going to last longer than mine, even though he's older than me. He's getting a little loose in the cage, though. I don't think so. He's getting tighter and tighter. It's I know. Yeah. He's tight. doing those body fat tests with Bobby Carter. Every week. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. yeah, they're actually comp- That's how they compete. Yeah. Every think Friday. about that. He's lifting weights every day. Oh, yeah. Every morning. He's doing yeah. cardio. He's doing full chicken. college football workout. An hour and a half. Chicken and rice every day. Yeah he, yeah, he only eats the same food. He is He's committed to the game. So to your point, Kevin, if I could hit the ball as far as A.J. Hawk, <laughs> I'd be a better golfer than him for sure. Mm-hmm. Michael Block said that about Rory. He got canceled pretty much. Yep. I think people would appreciate that if I did say that. But I would never be able to hit the ball as far as AJ is a sideshow. It's absurd. With how far he hits the ball. It is a freak show. It is a carnival. <laughs> it is a state fair. If he was to go and enter those long drive contests where they give you actually yeah. telephone poles, I think he would win it without much training. I'm watching these people and the long drivers, they have those massive drives. And I, I got another burst. I can never fucking touch what they're doing. So the fact that they hit the ball as solid with how big of a driver that they have, but they do like that rock thing, you know, mm-hmm. and they like get into it. If AJ was to learn that technique Ooh. with the telephone pole driver that they're using, <laughs> I believe he would be the greatest of all time over there. For sure. He's hitting it 360, 370 every fucking time. It's a long way. Like, that is, for, that is so far. Forever. That's far than he's, like, I think Rory hit one 371 or something like that, mm-hmm. or 361. It was a massive deal. Like, if AJ hits one 361, we're worried about him. We're yeah. Like, yeah. Is everything okay? He's falling off a little. And that's with a basic-ass driver, one that mm-hmm. he just got sent to his house because he's friends with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. It's not like his clubs are, like, fitted for him or anything like that. Here's a wooden one. It's a wooden, yeah. That's like from 1920. Gone. See That ball probably landed over the fucking green. Yeah. <laughs> he just hits the ball so far. And he goes into a simulator at night and all of his anger that he has, mm-hmm. yep. which we know is a lot. Oh, yeah. Because you can't be that toxic without a lot. Yeah. He remembers when he didn't Brewing. play. He goes into that golf simulator. Yeah, when they benched him against Mike Vick because he wasn't athletic enough. Yep. Mm-hmm. He thinks about that. He thinks about everything else going on in the world. And he just hits, like, I think 100 drives a night. Yep. <laughs> and in the simulator, the tee box, will can, you can. Like, oh, yeah. Maybe the, the rough, you can't. The sand, sure, you sure. can't. The fairway is going to be tough. But tee box... Is up there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I think he practices his drive a lot, and it is working. So, Gavin, to your point, or what you asked, I'm never going to be able to drive the ball as far as A.J. Hawk, and neither are you. Yeah. And that is, <laughs> well, the, that is kind of how it goes with everybody that's listening to this conversation right now. That long drive contest in Tahoe, I think he hit his 300 yards and it's sliced, but it's still registered oh, yeah. as 300 yards. Like, if he hits that thing straight, it's going to go 380 yards. Now, he, I don't think, spends any time. He does because he's got hands and everything. Mm-hmm. AJ could be a very good golfer. Yeah. Like a very, very, very good golfer. Every, every course is much shorter mm-hmm. with how far he hits yeah. it. I mean, he's every par five is an eagle opportunity because yeah. how far he hits it. Might as well just be a par four. He's incredible at what he does. Anyways, let's get to Boom. And it looks like that, too. So you watch it. You go, this guy's going to start spraying it into the woods. Has to. Fading away. Can't hit it solid every single time. He can. Mm-hmm. He has developed that. That's his actual technique. Yeah. Scotty Scheffler falls, you know, he does yep. his thing. And then Finau does what he does, and Rom does what he does. That's AJ's swing that he has crafted in his basement while being pissed off at all of his kids. Yep. <laughs> and he murders the ball. 
in terms of you know out driving you, that's fine. But you're gonna make your hay with your wedges and your putter like we saw last Sunday. If you're, I'm Pretty telling you what, if you are playing really good like that with with your wedges and your putter, you're gonna be just fine. Let's have a better year this year than we did last year go. at Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Got to keep up with the sandbagger that is AJ Hawk. Let's take a break. He'll join us on the other side. What? Let's go. I, I think he's gonna be pissed off about that Californian down in Austin thinking that I'll ever catch him. Yeah. Good He's going to say, yeah, well, maybe you'll be able to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe, you might. Yeah, you, you never know. Out of pocket. He is currently the reigning, defending, undisputed champion of Ohio, which basically makes him the president of Ohio. What? He's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup winner, and a man who was able to procreate 10 different times successfully with Brady Quinn's sister. Wow. <laughs> He's a multi-time COVID survivor. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk. What's up? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What'd I do? You tell me. <laughs> yeah, what Jesus. I do. Is this a Brady? Coming in here yeah. with sour grapes. Stone face. I'm just trying, to, I'm just trying to change it up a little bit. Jeez Louise. Is this, like a, is this a pact you guys made off, off camera to, to be weird when I came on or what? No. You tell us. Is it a pact you made like to be up. weird when you came on? You should have seen your own face. Is man. everything all right, pal? Is it, you know, Everything's great. Yeah. I, was, I just saw Brady this morning, actually. That's what got me thinking. I had breakfast with him. He's in town. Oh, you got on a phone. Oh, what you guys have? You guys had egg whites and what? Uh, what? egg whites. That's egg whites. Egg whites. Nothing. I had a bunch of scrambled eggs and some oatmeal. It was great. Okay. What did he have? Same thing, right? Same thing? Yeah, similar thing, I think. Is he on the body fat percentage duel that you're with Bobby Carpenter as well? Uh, for the record, I haven't tested my body fat since they made me 15 years ago. That's a lie. I'd never do that on my own. But no, Brady naturally is an absolute freak. He, he walks around at like 4% body fat probably. God. You he know, just takes that. He pops that top off oh, yeah. all the time. He's like, "Hey kids, what do you want? You go run through a sprinkler?" Yeah, jump in the pool. Tan too. He's naturally tan all the time as well. And super attractive. Think about Brady. Fucking imagine being Brady Quinn. And then he's not scared to hop in there too. No, no, no. Like, hey, don't let this handsome face and chiseled body fool you. You want to battle a little bit? We can certainly do that. I'll Mix rip it up. It. I am strong in my belief. What do you say last year the Jets were dead by when? Oh, for uh, eight by yeah. the time they get to the uh, bye week. Now the Jets are in a position where they have Aaron Rodgers, but he was he was very like all of New York was attacking him. Yeah, yeah. nonchalant. And Brady was like, I don't care. Yeah. Do you do you want me to go on another show? Say it again. <laughs> That's not what I said. I love that. Your family is obviously incredibly successful. Let's talk about some teams that are going through some fake stuff right now. We let off the show talking about Justin Herbert potentially saying he was going to have a hold in. Then we actually listened to the stuff, and then we got an actual statement from the Chargers saying Justin Herbert never alluded to anything being wrong with contract negotiation and never wanting to hold in. But the fact that a question was asked about a strategy, and then another reporter said, are you contemplating a hold in? And he gives a whole answer about what a, the role of a quarterback is, what he couldn't do, what would make the team better. And then he says at the end, I guess we'll see. And if you type it up, the way I guess we'll see is certainly a response mm-hmm. to a question about a hold in. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you listen to what he actually said it's like yeah but i guess we'll see kind of two different narratives the reason why it's such a big deal though is because herbert's deal is going to change the market we all assume whoever's next after herbert because we think burrow's probably going to go first then herbert's going to go or herbert first and burrow nonetheless massive ordeal young superstar no drama at all even though it sounded like there was for a bit aj your thoughts on the state of the internet with nfl rumors and also justin herbert and the chargers well, it's June 15th. Many camps are wrapping up. So, yeah, there, people are going to run with things. But sure. it would be stupid for Justin Herbert to not at least leave a little mystery about his contract. It would be, be dumb for him to say, absolutely not. I will be mm. here every day no matter what. He needs to, the, the team needs to know, hey, it's possible that we don't have this guy. He's here 
and he's not participating. So that would be a, a very different Justin Herbert than the Herbert that we got to meet coming out of Oregon. Yes. Because yeah. coming out of Oregon, we said to him, like, uh, obviously, do you have a shoe deal done yet? He said, no, I don't have a shoe deal done, but it will definitely be with Nike. I was like, or, or, <laughs> or, or it'll be with Adidas. He's like, no, it'll be with Nike. I'm like, do you have the deal done yet? He's like, no. I'm like, or yeah. it'll be with Adidas. And he's like, no, I'm doing it with Nike. Like, Herbert is very much, I think, an old school guy. Like, I think the way he acts. Yes. There was a video the other day of him walking through the media session. And if you take a little look-see at his left hand, you will appreciate and respect this big, tall, handsome son of a bitch more. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Why am I here? Can't wait to do the interview. Thanks for having me. How you doing? He just hates everything that isn't football, it seems. Mm -hmm. So whenever you're talking about contract stuff, like, that's his eight. Like, that's not football. They'll deal with that. We do a whole dance. Like, quarterback's supposed to be a training camp. Yes. We are trying to win the game. So I think he is just that type of old school guy since day one. Always will be. But the Chargers got a good one. And hopefully they're able to get that thing done. Very, very yeah. true. His middle finger is so long. long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah he did that thing. Yes. Yep. Yeah. What did his hands measure at the combine? 18? 10 and a half. Yeah. For real. Is he like? Is he like a? Does he have a Joker type feel to him? How he just wants to ball. That's it. Yeah, I enjoy the fact that he is kind of like from America, still mm -hmm. a little Serbian. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah. I enjoy that. <laughs> so, like, I got a chance to meet his dad. I've told the story before, but I think it goes into all that we're talking here. Mm -hmm. He grew up in a family that like loves football, diehard like, fans, the art of football, what football is in its entirety. They grew up respecting and appreciating the strategy, the reasoning, yeah. how players are supposed to be. Like, he's him and his family, and his brothers are very athletic and talented mm -hmm. as well. They grew up playing football, like, in their living room in Oregon when they didn't have furniture yet when they moved into this house. Mm -hmm. They painted on uprights on the wall, and after every score, they had a kick, and they actually had punts. So mm -hmm. it was like him and his family, he's grown up, like, respecting football so much, it seems like, was the story that I got from his dad before college game day on the campus of Oregon, which is beautiful. Beautiful. It is fucking beautiful out there. So it, it feels like Herbert is a guy that will not do a hold-in, would ever want to distract at all from football. So I think that is why potentially the Chargers right. and everybody else was like, hey, he's been asked questions about his contract all spring, and he has said that it'll, it's not worried about not worried about it. We do not want this type of bullshit to live on, and we appreciate that. Yeah, do you think that maybe he wants to wait either way because in Kellen Moore's offense, he might see himself playing even better? Like, Do you think there's a chance that he might have his best season yet and that signing it right now might not play to his favor? Boy, I don't know. I that think him and Joe, like, that is the contract will handle itself. I'm ready to focus on football. You think Joe's deal is going to get done? Yeah, I think Joe deal get done real soon. Joe should. What if Duke Tobin says – Hey, Joe, I listened to you do an interview the other day, and you were asked about who's the greatest quarterback. <laughs> and the answer that you gave, we did not have the video, was it's got to be Pat. You know, it's got to be Pat, especially because that whole thing. And Duke's like, well, this is what Pat's making. Okay. Right. You said, your words, run it back. Yeah. Run it. <laughs> this is you, right? Not as good as he is. Look how good your hair is. Yeah, sweet hair, Ben. He's the best. So we just offer your words, what you're saying, not ours. We drop that $5 million a year, probably? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, boom, we got a deal, right? We done? Yeah. We done here? See you later. You said it on me. You're kind of, you're kind of, this is your idea, not mine. Yeah. Duke wouldn't do that. But think if a team did that, and then the quarterback, 
is supposed to still have respect for the team and yeah. be lucky to be here. Worse things have been done in negotiating contracts in the NFL. Worse things have been said to people whenever contracts are being negotiating. I mean, there is some ugly times. But to Pac-Man's point, Duke knows the deal is going to get done with mm-hmm. Joe. Yeah. Tom Telesco knows the deal done's gonna, is going to get done with Justin Herbert. <clears throat> and both players seem to know. That's good. Maybe this is what deals are like in the future. Like, instead of all... The shit that potentially comes yeah. with putting a value on a human for a real first time, and you know what everybody else's value is as well. So it's a real life Madden score happening. Oh, that you think um, you think I'm better than this, worse than this person, better than this person. That's what you're saying with the money. Normally, that can get a little dramatic. Feels like these two are going pretty smooth. Yeah, but we're also talking about franchise quarterbacks right. where the team knows this is our guy. We don't have to go search and find somebody else. Like. It's a 100% no-brainer. We want to re-sign this person for the long term. It's not like that other positions. So we just sent a cold text to Tom Telesco to see if he'll come on the show. Nice. We won't be a 15, 20-minuter. It'll just be a, hey, when you are on the show before, you said you're not losing any sleep over Herbert, do you? Mm-hmm. Are you now? That's the guy. Yeah. We'll hey, see. That's the guy. Are we still sleeping? Mm. How's that pillow? Yeah, well, oh, not as Toss nice. Toss and turn it? Oh, a little worried uh, now. Because comment- reporters are saying, hold in. Yeah. And then... He's thinking about yeah, it. I guess. He's flipping off your camera guy. Yeah, you guys are. Who's his it. agent? Mm. Is he a guy? Do you think it matters? Should be. Who goes first between nah. those two, or do you think they already both have their numbers set and it's just semantics at this point? Go ahead, Pac. I don't think it matters. He's in LA, so that number might be a little bigger anyway because of than Joe's. Oh, see, I was thinking Joe. I was thinking Joe. I mean, yep. cost of living, taxes, all that shit could come into play. I was thinking Joe was like, "Hey, Jalen Hurts, here's the deal." I yeah. was thinking Herbert no, was they, like, he, "Josh Allen get way more than uh, Hurts, though." That's not even like Why? that's comparison, but that ain't comparison, is it? No, well, that's what I'm saying. I, I think Joe Burrow get it. I think he's comparing contract. I would assume the Bengals, Joe Burrow, are trying to bring in different contracts to be compared to yeah. to what Herbert's comparing to. I'm not saying Herbert. Joe's been to Super Bowl. Joe has obviously done his whole thing. Herbert, you know, I know what happened in playoffs and everything like that, which is wild to think about. And they come back and get a massive win. But, like, I don't think Herbert's getting as much as Joe. No, 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 no way. No way. I also think Joe might take a little less because of what he said about, you know, hey, we have to pay T and Jamar and some other guys. But Joe, but, Joe gets a little bit more than Jalen and Lamar, right? And then Herbert gets more than what Kyler got. Yeah, I'm gonna text him. He's on point. Yeah, Herbert feels like what Josh Allen, like a little more than Kyler. And well, no, Josh, Josh Allen per year, I think, is actually less than Kyler, which is oh. mind-boggling. Let me look. Mm. Structure matters too, Who's though. Kyler? If the team has an out after three years or whatever, like that's what they do when they're not 100% sold on the guy going to be there for seven, eight years. All right, so I just texted Tom Telesco and said, you still sleeping well with this Herbert deal? Mm-hmm. We'll see what his answer is. Okay. You know what I mean? We will see how that all pans out. Probably won't answer at all. <laughs> okay. You're on a microphone. You're terrible at keeping things inside. So he might not answer because it might give up leverage. But those deals all seemingly getting done. Running back deals, AJ, mm-hmm. seemingly not getting done. Jonathan Taylor was asked about it because, you know, if he has another great year, because he was MVP conversation two years ago. If he was to have another great year this year, which could happen with Anthony Richardson and Sykes' new offense, he's staring down his future in Saquon and Dalvin Cook, what? Zeke potentially, Pollard. even though everybody on the internet mm-hmm. seems to be in agreement 
that Zeke is not a football player anymore. Yeah. No. That is kind of what is being said. Pretty much. Huge bummer. I did not expect that from everybody. I understand Tony Pollard kind of took over the limelight mm-hmm. down there as the Dallas Cowboys running back. But everybody's just talking about Zeke like as if he can't play football anymore. It's like, okay, I mean, maybe, maybe that's the case. I feel like I don't know if that's real, but seemingly he's not even in there. Saquon, though, uh, Dalvin Cook going through it. What do you think this says for Jonathan Taylor? How do you feel like Jonathan Taylor is going to bounce back? And are you a fan of JT? as an Indianapolis Colt. I mean, how could you not be a fan of Jonathan Taylor? I, I just remember well, watching him. Well, there was him. times where he was losing so many yards every well, fucking play. <laughs> I'm talking about, like, I remember, I'm going back to his Wisconsin days and watch him run for 400 yards and seven touchdowns, it felt like, every single time you got to watch him play. So I remember that guy and, obviously, those success he's had in the NFL, but I just don't know what it looks like for running backs trying to get second deals. Well, especially if you're not, like, certified, right? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not that Jonathan Taylor isn't He isn't, though. Like, last year was not good. No. Nope. No matter what the reason was, yeah. it, that will be held against him. That will be held yeah. against him in contract negotiations. Mm-hmm. The fact that he is a running back will be held against him in contract mm-hmm. negotiations. Mm-hmm. The fact that he has had a bad year. Like, when Derrick Henry got paid, Der- it was because Derrick Henry just led him all the way to Kansas City. They were in a the lead. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is the guy, and he had been a guy. Now, first couple years wasn't the guy. Then he became the guy and never looked back. Jonathan Taylor was a guy, became a guy quickly, and then wasn't a guy. And then if he comes back... That'll be held against him regardless. Yes. Yeah, they was talking about trading uh, Derrick Henry this year. Yeah, because they're paying him $25 million yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Let alone. New GM as well. I mean, it's a whole – that position sucks to be Yeah, yeah it yeah. sucks. And you brought him up earlier, Austin Eckler. He's getting $6 million a year. Like, how, how can you – No, they gave him $1.5 million in Remember? his Remember? Right. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. true. He has, a, he has an escalator. Touchdowns. But that's $7.5 million for – Eckler, who's arguably one of the best running backs in the NFL. Let's uh, go away from the running back conversation and move to the wide receiver market, which has DeAndre Hopkins at the top of it. He went to Tennessee, had a good time, saw Tim McGraw, Mm -hmm. had his hat on, walked down Broadway. Cool car. He went golfing with Rabes. He was in the Sprinter van. I mean, everything was going good down there. Is he going to be a Titan to hell with everybody else? Well, he's not going to New England because logistics and Bill Belichick isn't a travel agent. Well, actually, he is going to Mm -hmm. New England on Wednesday and on Thursday. No. He's going on Thursday. A lot of speculation about this entire trip. Got in there yesterday. Allegedly, there's a lot of optimism right now about D-Hop and the Patriots striking a deal while he is in New England. Mm, Bill Belichick doesn't do a lot of visits. Bill Belichick isn't a big wine and dine. Okay, you get to play here. We don't need you to play here. But in this case, he seems to put a little bit more interest, a little bit more effort. D-Hop with the Patriots. How do you feel about it, AJ? Would be a great weapon for Mac Jones, who also has an offensive human and offensive coordinator again. Huge deal. It would be great. He does seem like, you know, the veteran, like being a vet like him that plays as hard as he does, that kind of – Sets the tone offensively. Doesn't he feel like a Bill Belichick veteran guy that goes there and has huge success? That's what it feels like right now. And another thing that made me think here. But is, they had Tom Brady back then when they were bringing guys like Randy Moss in. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different. Yeah, so maybe Tom helps a bit. A and also, bit. Um, I think what's interesting about the D-Hop story is there was rumors about you know practice and all that other stuff. The people that are seemingly interested are all people that have been around him before. And then coasting. You know, like yep. Vrabel was in Houston. He's yep. like, yeah, we will. Yeah. Well, we heard he doesn't. Nah, no. don't worry. Okay, He's okay. fucking D-Hop, though. Right. Yeah, like, don't care. He will. We got him. And then up in New England, it's Bill, o- the head yep. coach. Bill O'Brien. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's like, hey, did the everything. there's rumors that he's not, and he's not, and Bill O'Brien's like, yeah, but, like, he does. That's not all true. Uh, but, like, if he has four guys on him, 
I've seen him. You just yeah. throw the ball <laughs> yeah. on Sunday, and he'll just catch it. Yeah. So like, this is a whole different. So people that are familiar with him are the most interested in bringing him in. I think that's good news for D Hop as a reputation. Yeah, PR and hasn't really been chatted about at all since the oh it doesn't work potentially doesn't do practice. It's like well all the guys that have been around him are like yep we would like him on our team again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually um, I like this Patriot thing. Um, I don't think this is just me personally. Um, no, who else he's speaking? For? I don't think that I believe there. Huh? I don't think he leave there without a deal. What? New England? Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I, I, Especially, I, I go opposite of what they said on, uh, but they don't think it can get done. I think it can get done. Yeah, Rappaport said yesterday he doesn't see a deal getting done until training camp or something. Mm-hmm. Like when that. did the yep. "Don't let him out of the building" thing change? Yeah, because that was always something. Like, you get a guy in the building, like, don't let him leave. Like, yeah. There's been stories about people taking people's cell phones and hiding them yeah. mm-hmm. so that when they're in the building, they can't even, like, potentially text somebody to see what an offer is elsewhere. That is really something that has been chatted about. And then Rappaport's like, I didn't expect a deal to get done. And maybe that's Rappaport being Rappaport, and he is in the middle of all of his bullshit right now. Right. Sure. Did you, he had four companies posted on his Instagram story. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Shout out yeah. to Traeger. Shout oh, out yeah. to... Jeez. Really? Shout out to Crocs giving me these. And then shout out to the Smiley Sponge. Yep. That also, like, I'm like... Oh, I've used that. That's a Walgreens, yeah. It's yeah, really good. Rap didn't give an actual shout out to the Smiley Sponge, but that's what it felt <laughs> like as I was going through his Instagram. For sure, yeah. Rap is on all of his shit right now. Mm. And as he should Was he be, smoking meat? Is that what... Is he have, like, sponsorship for his meat smoking so i don't know how much him and traeger are in together but he smokes meats on traeger's a lot he yeah, does. he's a big meat smoker he went to the smoking meat festival with traeger yeah, had. that's yep. right and everybody that smokes meats all smoked each other's meat uh-huh. all together <laughs> yeah. exactly it was the traeger fest yeah he won. <laughs> he won the top prize for having the the best meat smoking ability so the yeah. thing about what, what he was doing is yeah. he smoked everybody's meat at the most consistent level yeah yep. exactly so he was considered a meat smoking god mm-hmm. right amongst mm-hmm. other meat smoking people that's yeah. right yes so now that we know he does that and he is a great meat smoker mm-hmm. and smokes meat very well mm-hmm. yeah best of the best Greatest meat smoker in the history of Connecticut is what he said. Oh, my gosh. He actually puts on master classes on how to smoke meat properly. Mm -hmm. And those are things that we will all hope to join. And I hope he's able to do more of them whenever he's done doing all these deals with everybody. But he was acting, to your point, Tone, as if, yeah, like, wasn't expecting him to get a deal done in Tennessee. It's like, you get him in there, Sprinter Van, Tim McGraw, old tour. I think at some point you're trying to... Ah, uh, uh, you don't yeah. even want to see it, what, what are the numbers? I mean, I guess they, teams probably want to go on the cheap. Albert Breer was projecting from the conversations he had that probably eight to ten million base with incentive laden, obviously, mm-hmm. to probably get him up to fifteen, which would be more than what Odell Beckham got. I he think. got fifteen up to eighteen. So I don't know if he's going to get that, is what Albert Breer was saying from the sources he chatted with. Albert Breer, obviously, from Monday Morning Quarterback mm-hmm. through Sports Illustrated, he took the baton from Peter King, mm-hmm. who has Football Morning in America with NBC. Yeah. Nailed it. Boom. Hell yeah. That felt good. Mm-hmm. Great, because it could get confusing. Yeah, yeah, both four things. Football yeah. Morning yeah. in America, mm-hmm. Monday Morning Quarterback. They're, invi- both. they're both involved with. Both of them, I think, yeah. at one point. Yep, both now articles. Kind of, yeah, both it's very long. We know everybody uh-huh. better than you do. Yep. Both very impressive. Yeah, absolutely. So Albert Pierce at 8 to 10 base, probably incentive laden up to 15, I think is the okay. top number he had. That's well, like that's Michael why. Thomas-ish. I think that's what Michael Thomas got somewhere around there. 
the Patriots have the advantage here because we have more cap. And if let's just say they have cold ass weather though, cold yeah. weather uh, absolutely. And D Hop's been in Houston. So so does Tennessee in the winter. I mean, they, they yeah, but it's not not like that's not New England. England. Tennis Nashville gets cold. Nashville yeah. gets cold. It's, Nashville gets yeah. very windy. Yeah. Like, I don't think people talk about that, but it ain't fucking Foxborough. Yeah, no, yeah, not as much snow at all. But, like, if you're thinking about the things, the three most important things he wanted, the only one you could kind of call into question is Mac Jones. They have a great defense. Their defense is always going to be really good. And they have kind a front of a office. One. Huh? It's kind of a big one for a receiver, though, don't you think? If he wants, to, if he doesn't have a yeah. quarterback, he wants. No, absolutely. But I mean, it's right now. It's between Tannehill and Mac Jones. So, are you going with the offense you're more familiar with, and possibly a lot more money than what he could get in Tennessee, or are you going just with Vrabel in Tennessee? So, at the end of the day, like, yeah, he wants to win. He wants to play with a good quarterback, but he just wants to. He wants to make the most money as possible. Yeah. No, we don't know if that's the case. We haven't seen him make a decision yet. True. And, but if he were to sign with the Patriots, that would kind of lean in that direction, don't you think? Well, it depends on who else was also interested. You know, there might have been a more shitty team interested. They're saying yeah. the Lions. But yeah. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> no offense. You're not more shitty than the Patriots. Thank you. The Lions are on to come up right. so much so that they actually said, we don't want hard knocks. Yeah, Whoa. Exactly. Hey, Lions, you might get hard knocks again. They said, no. How about... <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. No. Fuck off, man. How about that? <laughs> Salah said, we don't want it. Yep. At the Jets. Lions said, no, no. We don't want it. Ron Rivera. No. Everybody. We don't want it. Man. So now everybody that is a candidate, potentially, that has all of the standards, you didn't make the playoffs, you don't have a first-time head coach, mm-hmm. a couple other things for Hard Knocks, everybody has publicly come out and been like, no. Nope. So now we know that whoever gets it, He's doing it reluctantly, yep. and we need to view it as as if that's the case. I wish one of them would just turn heel. And we got a lot of respect and appreciation for those NFL films, people. Mm-hmm. Okay, They've done a lot of great work for the league. They've done incredible stuff cinematically, and they've changed the way sports are covered forever. They're actually the 33rd team, which I know is potentially patent pending with the actual 33rd team right. that Chuck Pagano and Tannenbaum work for and numerous other people. NFL films are very, very, very fucking impressive at what they do. No matter... What sport you like or what type of entertainment you like, NFL Films is talented at what they do. Yes. So I would not want this on them. But it would be cool if a team finally just, every time they get mic'd up, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we sit down and do an interview. Yep. What do you want to know? Nothing. Uh, what do you think about this? I don't know. What do you think about that? I don't know. Thank you. Fuck, fuck, fuck. The whole team. Yeah. The whole team. Yeah. Everybody bought in. The equipment managers, yeah. the athletic trainers, the chefs, what? the coaches, what? the players, the what? GM. What? Everybody just, hey, when they ask you, don't give them fucking anything. Mm-hmm. The camera that's on top of the thing, cover it with it. We're making soundproof cones. <laughs> Put it right over top of it. Because them being forced to do it allegedly is how it's talked about with how every team has come out and said no. That moment would just be classic. Although, everybody understands that Hard Knocks is an institution now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has to go on. Yeah. Has to live on. Has to happen. We understand you might not love that there's an added distraction to training camp when you're trying to build a team to have success in a league that is very hard to have success. So we assume somebody will take it. But if there were soundproof cones over all those mm-hmm. cameras and those interviews were like, nah, 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 nah. I wouldn't want it for the NFL films people, but I would watch an hour and 10 minutes of that. <laughs> yeah. MCDC go, nope. Next question. <laughs> hey, what, do you like your family? No. Next question, man. <laughs> What's the favorite part about uh, training camp? Next what? Food? All right. (laughs) Are we done here? Just them having to do 50 interviews every show so they have enough time to fill up, and it's every player going, no, no, 
No. That would be bananas. That's I, why I'm glad they said no, though, because last year it made them babyface. Like, people loved the Lions after Hard Knocks last year. You go two years in a row, people start to turn. No, no, I think they love everybody after Hard Knocks. Yeah. I think yeah. even, like, the Cowboys were liked by people after mm-hmm. Hard Knocks. I just yeah. remember yeah. the Browns were on, and, Pat, you were like, that team oh. is not going to be good. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's because day one, old yeah. Cuz with the tequila. What's his name? Hugh, Hugh Jack. Jackson. Oh, yeah. that Hugh, was, Hugh yeah. Jack City is standing, what, in a polar plunge river. Yep. And then he gives an interview going, I know I'm going to win here. Yeah. And it's like, well, I've never heard a coach say, I'm going to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like you're probably not. And then he goes into the meeting room. Yeah. And he <laughs> starts saying. Staff meeting. The staff meeting where he almost fought Todd Haley, yeah. of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. in the team meeting, the things he was oh. saying, I'm like, in the first episode, it's like the first 10 minutes. I'm like, God damn, I don't think that's, I don't think they're going to win a game. <laughs> like Hugh Jackson's moxie. Yeah. But I never heard a coach speak the way that that per- particular video was alluding that Hugh Jackson speaks. So, yeah, you're right. I guess there is a time where you go, well, that team fucking stinks. I'd say Cardinals <laughs> in season last year as well, but that was just kind of because that, that was, was a disaster. Show, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but remember, no before that show even started, we already heard about yeah. like, yep. 10 different things. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's Would right. like to see Aaron's reaction to hard knocks if they do make the Jets do it, and he knows that the team does not want to do it at all. Him barefoot walking around <laughs> in that training room. Get your cameras out here. <laughs> Listen, I'll say it. I've been around him. I know these guys. Aaron B and the guy tell him to get mm-hmm. fucked up. Yeah. So maybe it's an yeah. hour straight. And you know, Corn Cob TV has this one particular program right. where it's just 35 minutes straight of dead bodies falling out of the bottom of coffin. Yes. Coffin naked. Coffin flop is what it's called. Yep. What is Corn Cob TV? It's a channel. Coffin, it's a network. Coffin flop. Yeah, we're trying to save it. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to make a fucking compare. Will you please let me finish <laughs> my thought? So Corn Cob <laughs> TV is just. Uh, coffin flop mm-hmm. is just a body falling out of the body of a bottom of a coffin, yep. and then boom! What? What's the next? Another another one, another one, another one, another one, another one. It's not and staged. There's a lot of people yeah. questioning, like how there's no way this happens as often as it does. And they said that it's it's all yeah yeah real. Corn cob TV the spokesperson for Corn cob TV mm-hmm. said that is the case, but that is not the question and whether or not that's real or not, okay? <laughs> My question is, what if Hard Knocks is just Aaron telling them to go fuck themselves in different rooms? They come into the team meeting room, get the fuck out of here, please. Mm-hmm. And then next episode, right right now, we're going in. Come in the training room, get the fuck out of here, please. <laughs> if it's just 54 minutes of people telling them to get the fuck out of the room that they're in, that could be a brand new concept for Hard Knocks. Yeah, that could absolutely save Hard Knocks. Yeah. And if they do do that, Hard Knocks needs to just fight fire with fire. And they need to turn heel. And they should legitimately walk into the middle of huddles and just stick their mic in the middle and see what they can pick up or if the coach is yelling or something. It is interesting because NFL Films has enough in the... Uh-huh. Yeah, the vault. The vault. Yeah, yeah. That they could probably ruin anybody. Sure <laughs> yeah. They got a lot of that of James Harris when they came and did us with the Bengals. James Harrison just told me. Yeah, oh, you guys hated it, right? What? I forgot about that. Yeah. You guys were the only team that really openly looked at cameras and said, yo, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, James Harrison would close the door behind him because they were falling him into the facility. (laughs) This shit used to be funny as hell, too. They had Pac-Man on the highway when he ran out of gas. How was the the interaction, though, with the NFL Films crew as they were getting, like, denied access that they normally get? Do you remember? What what are they going to say to James? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Mr. Harrison, It was so funny to us because he's really, like, scaring the shit out of these people. Like, hey, don't fucking come here. No, you know how big James is. Yeah. Little guy, maybe 5'2", running the fucking camera. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'll get out of here. You're right. Yeah. They're telling me, though, I should be shooting this. Get the... All right. 
I'll see you later. And James probably being funny, but also real. Yeah, yeah, yeah serious. Yeah. But they didn't they didn't sense any comedy. No, no. the no, people that are potentially do doing in their diapers there. Yeah, right. Well, that's the thing is it's going to end up being the Bears and it's going to stink and that's just what we're going to have to deal with. But <laughs> NFL Films also is uh, co-producing the the quarterback thing, so maybe they just start doing that instead, where it's like Omaha produces it. You're saying Hard Knocks is dead. Kind of. I mean, Hard Hard. I, oh realistic, has realistically, no. Hard, hard Knocks hasn't been worth a shit in several years. Well, you're saying since the social media team started doing their own Hard Knocks pretty yep. much all year round. Sure. Kind of. But it would, like, I mean, if they were doing it the other way and they wanted to go heel and be like, hey, that guy who's going to get cut, he's got a fucking tiny pecker. Release that foot. Yeah. Walking <laughs> no, back to his locker. No. Or, that'd be great. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, I didn't know they were going to do tiny dongs. Yeah, or, or players <laughs> talking about it. Like, yeah. Jesus, 99's got a tiny a ding ding. Bush on that guy. <laughs> yeah. What the hell is he doing? You guys were problematic. <laughs> so I don't know if NFL Films is going to do that, but Good. you proclaiming that Hard Knocks might be done and. Finito is certainly a fascinating convo because I think we all agree that, like, the in-season... Definitely won't... lost steam. It's lost steam over the years. Well, whenever teams are given access to just social media interns to stuff... Yeah. And we're... You know what I mean? Like, the access was what everybody loves so much. In the way the NFL Films tells the story is obviously fantastic. So mm-hmm. let's not get that twisted. They are Scorsese of sports... But whenever you're getting so much content already from the spots now at this point, we weren't then, now at this point, it does make you think, like, are they going to have to dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge their way through this era of a lot of content to separate themselves? And the quarterback one feels like the right answer. For sure. And it seems like the – Because that trailer yesterday. It was incredible. It was incredible. And it feels like the philosophy of Hard Knocks has changed along the way, too. Like, when Pac and the Bengals were on it, like – it was the stars when Rex Ryan was on there. Like, sure. th- at some point they changed it. It's like, hey, let's get this undrafted third round or you know, like third string guy who's probably not going to make the team, but let's dedicate an episode and a half of watching him go to like uh, a studio and paint and stuff like that. Like, which is cool. I understand that, but they're also, humans. Nobody wants. Nobody want to see that. They're yeah. humans. Don't care. Hi. Exactly. Like the Kajus with his rocks and stuff like that. Like, well, that's now not, that was sweet. That, that was, was cool. Sick. That's not sweet. why people sweet. are watching Whistling. Hard Knocks. His dad. Rest in peace. Who would be the best team if you could pick any team? Jets. Jets this year. They should I think make so the Jets. Too. I think they're going to make the Jets too, just because that market. Like, why wouldn't they? Not a chance. I was New York, Eagles. Aaron, young team, going to yeah. be good. As they have to force someone because everyone said no. So if you're picking out of the Commanders, the Bears, the Jets, the Lions. And also, Aaron might be retiring soon. So like yeah. the NFL would like to get a lot of footage probably of Aaron because I don't believe Aaron's like a, hey, mic me up guy. Yeah. I don't think he don't you, He probably no. has enough swing, though, don't you think, where if he's like, I'm not fucking doing that. We're not fucking doing that. Or, uh, or do you think that they don't That's how Goff was last year. Remember, Goff yeah. didn't have much stuff except for the one thing of him doing charity, and apparently it's because he hated well, the way they made the him look in the Rams. Course, yeah. yeah, yeah, the Goff course. It's kind of all any of us took away. Why don't yeah. they do the Super Bowl champion Bears? <laughs> what are you saying, Super Bowl champion? You mean this year they're going to win it? That's what everyone's saying. People they should do. I mean, Bears. Justin Fields. Is so what the best happened? Four people tweeted you saying, "Hey, why don't you talk Justin, about the Bears?" Everyone said Justin Fields would be the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, so. they're the public. You said that Lombo internet, so high on him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have some breaking news. Um, 
I don't know if we have this Antonio Brown video from yesterday (laughs) where he was doing his media. We should try to find that. It is in the group text was sent in yesterday. Awesome. But less than 24 hours after hearing from Antonio Brown talk about ownership of the Albany team, I think it's in the group text, there has been some updates. Uh, The Arena League has officially kicked Antonio Brown's Albany Empire out of the league. What? Brown's ownership has been filled with scandal since he uh, bought the team. The decision was reached after an emergency conference call with the members in good standing (laughs) to discuss the Empire's failure to pay their league-mandated and overdue assessments. Each team is responsible to pay for one-seventh of the league's operating budget via monthly assessments starting in April. The Empire's owner, Antonio Brown, was also fined a 1000 bucks for conduct detrimental league for his recent public comments mr brown refused to pay that fine i'm an owner here too i ain't paying no chance who's finding me you i ain't finding you i'm finding me okay i'm owner i'm not gonna find me you can't find me <laughs> and then they said we're not paying the operating budget you pay it what are we talking about the hell my team plays in the league that you guys put together what, what are we even talking here's antonio brown giving a you know, kind of a press conference state of the Albany Empire and him as an owner. I believe this video came into my life less than 24 hours ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this video was the one that called for the emergency meeting to, hey, there's been a lot. Let's <laughs> kick them out. But this is certainly something I watched just yesterday that made me think maybe things aren't going as good up in Albany as we could have imagined. <laughs> don't let the minutia of people distract us. This is the last year in the NAL. Next year, we're going to the AFL. A lot, a lot of owners around here got this type of money to even be in this league, so let's get that cure. A lot of naysayers around here, I've been seeing a lot of players chip chat about me. A lot of, you think I care what the NAL players say about me? <laughs> I'm giving these guys jobs. I'm giving people careers. I'm giving people the opportunity to live out their dreams. I'm not going to go back and forth with an NIA player okay. who's trying to be uh what I used to be. So I want to be a leader. I want to be details about my action, what I stand for, what I represent here. I want to be clear about the minutia of what we're doing and how we're doing things. So I want to share the people in the media who write negative about Antonio Brown and who lose sight of what the truth is here in Albany. I didn't come here to, you know, I didn't come here to make money. You know, I came here to represent something that I grew up in as a little kid and give back to the community that helped shape me to be who I am today. So now let's lose sight of why I'm here. I came back here in the community I grew up in to give the people here that I grew up like me and the players here who grew up like my dad a better opportunity to live out their dreams. I am a lobbyist. I'm the guy who take the mission and make dreams fulfilled come true. I want people to lose sight about who I am what I'm doing and what's my purpose. You know what I mean? As an owner, what's important? Winning, sponsorships, and tickets. Not regular players that's 30 years old who just trying to be regular in their life, play spring ball, okay, April to this. No, I'm looking for the players that ready to go to the next level in their lives. Hell yeah. That's why I'm trying to help players fulfill their dreams. So when people talk about me, let's be clear here. What's my purpose, what I am, and what I stand for? Okay. So he said it all right there. Yeah, cleared it up. Did take a couple shots at the owners early. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's be clear. Some of these owners don't have the money to be in this league, and then the owners are like, "You're the only motherfucker that ain't paying." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So they kicked him out. We don't know if he's going to the AFL and taking his team with him or, or where that's going to take place. Yeah. I don't think he's been working out though. That's that's the least jocked Antonio Brown. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm not so sure he wasn't butt naked doing that entire. <laughs> 
so they panned out. He's they, not, they out. He is I'm, not butt naked. You think he wants turf burn on his penis? All right. If he's butt naked, he's getting his ding ding smooth. He, he might have been the way he was talking. Dragging oh that thing God. around the 40 Him line. getting kicked out of that league. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's, yeah, it's, it's funny. awesome. It's the best. I had no idea the Albany Empire exists. And it's only a fine of $1,000. $1,000 won't pay. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of the best wide receivers for like 10 plus years. Yeah, he used to just cook you, right? Hey, hey. I didn't say that. You're still, still a guy, right? Yeah. Right. Hey, he was he was a guy, though. So he was good. a guy. Yeah. Everything about him. Yeah. Everything. He was quick. He was sudden. Yeah. His workout. His body was looking way better than that, too. That's what, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Because yeah. everybody he talked about bad, He long. looked bad body right now. Well, he's got, he's... He's rapping right now. Yeah. And he's owning a team. He's got a winning and he's a sponsorships and ticket Tickets. sales. Uh-huh. President Donna Sports too, right? Is that still happening out there? I don't know. Yeah, Kanye had naked people at his sushi party the other night. Yeah, so it might still be happening if he's doing. Was that. he wearing his Donatello pads? Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. I, think, I haven't seen him without him in a long time. <laughs> I think he was Donatello. I think he got gifted actually new ones. Hell yeah! See the purple, the purple. Yep, he's purple. Uh, yep. Let's not get too deep in this conversation. I'm not going <laughs> to no, be able to keep the up. Orange, there's the orange turtle. There's Michael the blue Angelo. turtle. There's purple turtle. Yeah. Raphael. Raphael. Donatello have the long stick, right? Yeah. Yes. Donatello the is a dog. Staff. It's yeah. a staff, asshole. Yeah, obviously. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> they have a Gary V on a Donatello. <laughs> they do. Uh-huh. It's called the Damning Donatello. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it has that staff, and it's just like, damn you. I'm sending oh. you to damn. Yeah, damn you. Damn you, AJ Hawk. And, he, and he's a damn in the sense of a river. Like, he can hold a lot of stuff. I watched that. You're damn right. Like an otter. Boom. Yep. Um, I watched a video back of when you mentioned Gary Vimon. <laughs> and you did not have good intentions when you brought it up. I watched it back. Absolutely did. Absolutely did. Like I said, I cannot. It's not up to me. To Liar. You, well, your eyes you were telling one story. Your eyes were telling one story, Hawker. And I don't think it was genuine at Bro. all. I did I'm not sorry ex- that I'm giving the guy pub on a big program like this. I'm sorry. Obviously, I'm a fan. I would not it's do that. This is not a big program. This program stinks, yeah, first of all. YouTube show. It's a YouTube show. Yeah, that does get forgotten about. Yeah. It does feel like when people talk about us, they forget uh-huh. that we are you know, a YouTube-based show. But um, um, I didn't expect the Gary V mention on this show, no. you know, when you mentioned it. Oh, no. And I had seen the same video you've seen. So at that moment when you asked about, like, what's going on here? I remember having like a good 10 to 20 minutes of my life with my baby holding her. And then I seen it and I just put the phone down and I'm like, I think I've missed a lot. Mm-hmm. What is going on? How we get here. So when you mentioned yeah. it in the style in which you mentioned it, it took me back to the first time I seen the video as well. So we'd like to let Gary V know that we're just strictly confused mm-hmm. about what is value, what is not value, mm-hmm. how it works, and how do we buy them all? That's right. what I want eBay. To know. I looked. They're only on eBay. What's the value prop he's giving us? Uh, a lot. Let's yeah. just put it that way. I saw a, uh, so much. I saw an auction going for like 10K and counting. For what? The, 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 the precocious pocket? Pocu- no, this, this was actually for the genuine gorilla, I believe. Uh, I'm not genuine sure. Genuine? Right what about the Army Aaron? The Aaron Rodgers with that yep. elbow? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ayahuasca. Penis on the elbow. Okay, yeah, what are these that. things? It's a question. AJ, what are they? NFT. They are. The real the deal. No, yeah. they're cards. They're actually cards. They're not NFTs. Those are fungible. Yeah, ever heard of Pokemon? Gary V. Mon. Yes, I have. Compete so in better. <laughs> collecting cards. 99 bucks. Is that a Mewtwo? 
That is such a deal. Hold on. Can you order this for me right now? One minute, 39 no, seconds. I already got it. No. Got yep, it. Please. No, I want to wait. I don't know. <laughs> oh, the, uh, uh, think? That's a lot of good cards. I'll split it with you. Red. I'll split it with you. Uh, no. You're not going to get it. Add gonna it to the watch list. Watch it for the next minute. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, hold on. Wait, Can we seller? zoom in on the photo. No please. fucking way. Ninety nine. Wait, bucks. you know is what that, you're getting? I thought is that I the Karen Caterpillar? Stop it. What Man. she get pissed off about people selling water? What's the world? She cares about everything. Oh, the Karen. Call back. Yeah, Karen. Call I thought it was Karen. <laughs> yeah, Karen. Yeah, that'd be Caterpillar. a good one. Hold on. Hold yep. on. Are you- Ten thousand for this shit. Whoa, back! You don't know what you're looking at. You don't know what you're looking at, brother. You don't know what you're looking at. Hey, hey, caveman didn't know what they were looking at when they first made fire. This is our fucking fire. Is this an AI? No, this is better than AI wishes. Now you can touch it. You can feel it. Let's go to the phones. You want to see Junie's eyes light up, Pat? You spend <laughs> his, his next birthday. Uh, your your will son will never stop. stop thanking you we are if the you hand this, this over. Gary. Oh! No, no. Gary B. Oh, that's a get hol- that right now. That's a hologram. Holy shit. What are the scores? What are the scores? <laughs> what are the scores? That's when you're dropping them like you're playing war, dude. Yeah, yeah. 21 stamina. Let's go to the phone. Just because we don't understand doesn't mean we have to cash judgment, okay? I would like We're to get not- into the Gary Vmon game. I do not understand how it works, but Gary I'm happy v, for all of them. Please in. teach me this game. Well, not here, though. Yeah. You know, because I think it's going to take yeah. a while. It's a simple it game. Is. It is. I mean, you just match the scores. Yeah, but it's a simple game, but then I need to understand simple the value. Wait, there's a game you play with simple it? Yeah, you would right. play simple it. game for 10K? Yeah. Like, like Pokemon. So simple you catch them all. <laughs> One was sold already. Your watch list is gone. God damn no. it. You add something in the cart, you check it out. Because oh. if not, it's going to get sold out, and you're going to be shit out of luck. Boom. Oh, there's more. Oh, there's more. Oh, we got more. We got oh, more. We got more. brown cards. Yeah. These aren't good. Wait, but I don't... We don't... I thought the, the fun thing is getting a pack that's unopened, and then we open them, and then we fall on the ground, and we lose our mind because we're so pumped. we got an autograph. You're you right. We do want the that. Phone. There are packs well, yeah, but available. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a rookie ostrich card. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and remember what this organized ostrich did its first year? Went to the lid store. Yep. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The container store uh-huh. grabbed all of them. Yep. And the organized ostrich had the best rookie season in the history <laughs> of the container store. Yep. Most organized person Thing in the history of organization, bar none. It's skill being twenty is such bullshit. How much is a pack that we don't know what we're getting? Yeah, I agree. That's because they're young. Are you kidding me? That's like my first Madden score was so low. They didn't know. You know what I mean? They don't. We don't know enough about this ostrich. They said ninety nine out of five hundred. So is it five hundred of those cards? Yes. And you need to buy at least twenty five of them if you want to really. That's right. Get into the game. Mm -hmm. And if you get a five hundred out of five hundred, to get the last card, Gary V, use this video as inspiration that these guys are just refusing to understand how awesome this game's going to be five, ten years. He's playing a long game. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, Don't I say these guys. I point at AJ, yeah. I love I'm the one that said bid on that. Yeah, I did. Well, point at me. I didn't bring it up today. Pac doesn't fully understand it. I, I don't. AJ certainly no. is a... I get it. Yes. Boom, there it is. Okay. The Gary V Monster pack. No, I think this go is the one. Oh, right, oh $31 for the next 24 months on PayPal? Okay. That's easy. That's a, that's a that. great deal. I didn't Everything know they got layaway on eBay. Yeah. That's Holy awesome. shit. Hey, can we add this to watch list, please? <laughs> yeah, keep this tab open, Thank though. You. We should think about yeah. buying it now. Let's go to the phones here. Nick just sent a text and can't wait to see what this is. Going to be toxic. <laughs> Not going to be able to read it publicly. 
All right. <laughs> kind of was. Let's go to uh, the Five Energy phone line. Let's go to uh, Gary V. We love you, buddy. Love you, Gary. Gary. Love you, Gary. That's how many of those packs I'm going to get. Yeah. And all of them are going to give me joy. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that's what Gary V. Mon's all about. Multiply that by 10 because I'm walking home. If I don't have a fucking Gary V starter pack in my, you know, mailbox tomorrow. You don't have a mailbox. Yes, I do. Do you really? Yeah, I got a mailbox. You don't check it. I check it like once a month. But if Gary Vmon was on the way. I check it every day until it got But there. if you check the mailbox and it ain't in there, you're already at home. Boom. So, really won't have to watch. <laughs> well, yeah. What happened? I, he said if the uh, Hold on. Part- There's something vastly different. We're going to have to move on. Uh, there has been a meat reply from Ian Rappaport. He does smoke meat better oh, than anybody else. Look at that. Look at how delightful oh. the char on the outside and the medium on the inside. Maybe even... Uh, yeah, uh, he smokes raw meat, huh? Yeah, raw. Yeah. That thing's still making noises. Yeah. That looks delicious. It does. Does it? This guy smokes meat so hard, dude. He it does. like he got a heartbeat. <laughs> He's such a great meat <laughs> smoker. God. He said his dream was to smoke Gordon Ramsay's meat. <laughs> Whoa! Did he? It's a lot of people's dream, isn't it? Can we call rap? <laughs> what about Batali? Throw he him actually, in. There. He actually said it's actually. He actually was talking to us the other day. He said it's actually easier to smoke meat when you're this close to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, he is a big time meat smoker. Yes. The amount of the most smoked meats I've seen in my life are all through Ian Rapport. Yeah. Just one after another. <laughs> All shapes and sizes. <laughs> <sighs> Wait, does he do it or does his wife do it? He's he smoking them all. Yeah, you know it. Yeah, he doesn't let he doesn't let <laughs> <Leah> step in. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is the greatest meat smoker we have ever seen. Yep. You got some meat. He wants to smoke it. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. <laughs> We've been talking about you smoking meats all morning. Hey, would you say that you are a top-tier meat smoker? Like when you go about town, you say, hey, I smoke meats better than you do. <laughs> Is this something you love? Because we know you were at that meat smoking fest with Traeger a couple months ago. Yep. Just kind of led us to a lot of smoked meat conversations. How would you describe the way you smoke your meat? And are you a top-tier meat <laughs> smoker? I would say um, I'm an average meat smoker. There are people who smoke meat at a higher frequency sure. than me and a higher level. Um, but as far as like regular person meat smokers, I I I think I smoke meat very well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, whenever possible. So you're an amateur meat smoker. Go ahead, AJ. <laughs> Ian, I heard you you speak on this before. I know you had a, a cooking show, I believe. But when, like, towards the end of smoking the meat, does the stuff it, does your meat explode in your mouth? I know a lot of times you said that when you're on that TV. That was that judge. Right. Remember, he was judging yeah, the, yep. meat, the meatball. Oh, uh-huh. it blew in my mouth. Whoa! Oh, it busted right in my mouth. It tastes amazing. Oh my god! A little splatter on the upper <laughs> roof of my mouth. <laughs> Comment. <laughs> Did AJ just growl? What's wrong? No, he went. No, no, okay. Um, I would, yeah, I would describe. Um, I would describe a similar uh, sensation. Now, um, I don't know how far you want to 
you know, go at this. Bro, we've been night, talking a lot. Of yeah. smoke the space. Well, I'll tell you, last night when I unveiled the the smoked meat, it was me and you know eight or ten of my <laughs> of my friends here, and they all got to all got to sample. Um, <laughs> it was some uh, yeah. Wow, well, meat smoking party. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you guys wearing masquerade masks. Did or? they bring meat or did it just yours? Is it bring your own meat? Yeah. Uh, just mine. My, my friend Ben, who is uh, who I was going to Prignus with, he. We worked together on this smoked meat. Oh, oh dude. Yeah. <laughs> Swing your barbecue. Wow. <laughs> Two at a time. Yep. Look at my meat. I've heard those are some of the best meat smoking sessions <laughs> uh-huh. that have ever really happened is when you got a buddy with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At a party. That's what they say. Tag yeah, team he, he really brought the proper ingredients uh, and technique. <laughs> A lot of expertise. I think you're talking about something we're different. What are you? What, are you? what, what technique? What's your technique? What is your technique to smoke <laughs> meat? Yeah. Um, I would say I'm a low and slow guy. Um, sure. Smart. Take your hands time. in there. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I, try to del- I try to be as delicate as possible. Nice. Take as much time as I need. And then how out. good does it taste? Like at oh. the end, you know, it just pays off, doesn't it? They say when you're smoking meats, it really is the most delightful mm-hmm. meat in your mouth. This was delightful. I would say this was hell yeah. Very- That's you, man. All the hard work's paying off. We go, right? <sighs> uh, really any NFL stuff that we should talk about other than you just smoking meats all over town? <laughs> I mean, I thought the meat smoke was probably the most important thing that happened, at least in my. Well, everybody's smoking meat out. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You know. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is still on his New England visit. I think that's kind of interesting. Okay. okay, you told us yesterday, I do believe, uh, you didn't expect a deal to get done in Tennessee. We were very confused by that because Chris Gaines was there to meet him. What? Tim McGraw was there. There was what? a Sprinter van. There was an entire thing. And you're like, oh, I never really expected a deal to get done. And then we thought, like, well, don't let him out of your building. And then he goes to New England, and Bill Belichick very rarely does this, a recruiting trip, if you will. Is he going to let him get out of the building? You still don't see a deal getting done whenever they're there? Or how do you kind of see this all shaping Yeah, I mean, I'm probably still in the same place where I think a deal could get done eventually. Look, like there, there always is a number, right? So, like, if you're the Patriots and you say, like, we would like to wrap up this particular part of our, you know, roster building now, like, we like smoke your meat a little bit, yes, marinate. Yeah, I mean, look, everyone. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. That's a celebration. Yeah. Yeah. When your meat's smoking, you're celebrating something. When DeAndre Hopkins comes to town, smoke all the meat. Boom. We need a meat party. Bring in all Rab's friends. (laughs) Bring the meat. Everybody's smoking meat tonight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I imagine based on how good the uh, meat was yesterday, DeAndre Hopkins would probably enjoy it, um, as would all of you guys. Yeah, that's Um, meat and mass. You're slinging your meat everywhere. I'm bringing sausage. What? <laughs> Way too no. We're talking about Ian's made here. Yeah, Whoa. and uh, what he's doing with it. We're not talking about bringing anything. Not talking about bringing. Don't bring sausage, sausage to a, a meat party. Um, but to, to answer your question though, like Spoken a deal meat. could always a deal could always get done. And when it's like to me again, I don't think something happens today because it makes sense to wait. But if the Patriots come in with the right number and he's there, like oh. well, they say anything. Possible. There is there is a lot to like on both sides. Why you, why I, you, why you think he should wait? Yeah. Just so uh, Adrian Amos just signed with the Jets, right? Uh-huh. And I thought he was going to sign with the Ravens. I was I would say pretty confident he was going to sign with the Ravens. Ooh. And then Chuck Clark had a pretty 
uh, and it knee injury that they mm-hmm. fear is pretty significant. A need arose, and he ended up uh, Amos ended up making more with the Jets than he would have otherwise. Patience helps, and so if you're, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, and you know, if you think you know where you're signing, you could still sort of get to work on it anyway. Um, plus, he's played in this offense before in Houston, yep. so like it just doesn't make a lot of sense to sign now. Could always do it. I'm just saying waiting really benefits you. Yeah, it also could benefit him to get back into the offense, get back into the system, work out with Mac Jones this offseason. Mm-hmm. But offseason's over with. Could do that anyway. Summer, Every, though. Everything's up with to camp right now. Yeah, but Mac, they might have a summer throw. Oh, yeah. yeah, they have a lot of summer I would go ahead and sign so I could be ready for camp, at least knowing what quarterback I'm going to play with, if the quarterback going to throw in the summer. Yeah. I know I ain't doing no work until camp get here anyway. Yeah, it takes a little stress off. Isn't yeah. the market already pretty much made, or no, you're thinking there's a chance that somebody could out of need maybe bump it up a few million? Yeah, I mean, it would have to be a really good team with a significant injury that has cap space, but it's not impossible. Um, on the other hand, like like Pac-Man said, it, it would give peace of mind. Like for, you know, Hopkins, this sort of uncertainty has existed since October, right? I mean, I feel like we we're talking about this all the way in October. It would cause him to be like, okay, like I have a home and I'm good. Like that at least would be something. So there's pluses and minuses. You know, I don't... To answer your question, like I do think he probably has a pretty good sense of who wants him and how much they'd be willing to pay by now. Yes, yeah. Gerard or Gerard, never heard of him. Just trained a ten foot putt while you were talking there. Unbelievable work. Perfect. Can't wait to see what happens with D Hop. Tone has a question for you. And is this the living room? Huh? Normally we're in the basement. Yeah, this is the living room. I was doing yeah. some uh, meat some smoking. Relax. We know what you're doing. Yeah. Smoking meats. Mm-hmm. Middle of the day. It's June. Mm-hmm. It's two o'clock. What are the kids? They're in Fiji. What am I doing? Smoking, smoking meats. Meat. Tone yeah. has a question for you, Rip. Ian, Ian, something I haven't heard an actual insider address yet is I've been there's been some internet rumors about Chase Young. Are you hearing anything Whoa. about Chase Young? Uh, potentially trade or anything around those lines? I've seen the questions at least. Um and you know, if a player is not gonna have let's say a long-term future with, with the team, then trades always come up, right? Like that's, that question always comes up. And I do think I do. I did have a couple of teams ask me uh, around the time, a little before the draft, like, Hey, you know, do you think Chase could be available? Um, I don't get the sense Washington wants to trade him now, even though they didn't pick up the fifth year option. He, he is a very good player when healthy. And I think for him, being healthy and going out and showing you can do it probably makes more sense than anything. Like, look, if Washington is, I think they're going to be pretty good, but if they're not good really? by the trade deadline, he's not under contract for the next year. Then like, he's probably the guy we're going to be talking about in October, but I think he'd like to come out, be healthy and prove he is awesome again. Eagles division going to be tough. Yep. Connor has a question for you. Last one here, rap as you're in between smoking meats. Yeah. Rap. She what's the deal with Isaiah Simmons going full time to DB. That was kind of surprising, at least for some people on the internet. And it feels like going into the final year of his contract, switching positions, probably not the greatest move or what's the thinking behind that? Yeah, I mean, I, there's there was actually like a several Cardinals draft picks in a row that were linebackers, sort of that needed to find like kind of a a spot. Um, and I think for him, like he is super, super talented, super athletic. Obviously, has bounced around a little bit and tried to find his place. Like maybe this is it. Um, and it is actually interesting when like Hassan Reddick kind of dealt with this and then found out he basically found out he was a pass rusher and has made a lot of money doing it. New coaching staff, new eyeballs, you know, new ideas. 
-hmm. new ideas. Like I think they are going to be coached well. And maybe this is what takes him from being a really talented player who's up and down to someone who's just a great performer. Yeah. Explosive. Buda Baker, the fuck out of town. Is that what's happening over there? Is that why Isaiah's been uh, DB? Safety? They might need one. Since they would trade Buda Baker. Um, he, now he say what there, you said again. I cut it off. What'd you say? I'm sorry. I have not gotten the sense that they would trade Buda Baker. Okay. All right. Um, mm-hmm. Then again, we do hear this all the time where a team doesn't want to do something and someone offers enough. Like, Buda Baker is a very, 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 very good player and like a, yes. a good leader, like really good locker room guy. Um, I don't think it'll happen, but I would never say never, especially if the Cardinals are going to be in that sort of rebuilding mode that I kind of think they'll be in. At least, at least we'll be keeping our eye on it. All right, go smoke some meats, Ralph. Hell yeah. I'm on it. Thanks, guys. All of it. You should be on all of it. I mean, I'm going to now I'm gonna give my trigger a little rest now. Just spent a long time smoking yesterday. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Full day. Rest that trigger. All right, we appreciate 20, 20 hours of smoking. Hey, all oh. the words that come out of your trigger, we listen to, man. We appreciate you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Yeah, U.S. Open is taking place right now. AJ, are you keeping up with this? I am. I do have it on. So, yes. Ricky Fowler, what, co-leader right now, huh? Ricky Fowler, four under, outright leader. Solo. Xander Shoffley, three under in second place. Solomon Gerard and woo, woo. Danny Woo. Woo. Tied at three under and then Homa, two under. DeChambeau just chipped one close. We'll probably be one under. It's a cagey affair out there at LACC. We'll be watching it all weekend long. Cannot wait to gamble on it live yes, and hopefully yeah. make some money. The Toxic Table is here at Boston Connor and at Tyshman. One half of the hammer. Dad. Cowboys turn. Diggs is here. And 14-year NFL vet Pac-Man Jones is here. So... Things we haven't talked about yet that we should dive into is Kenny Pickett is looking more athletic than yeah. he's ever looked in his entire life. Now, obviously, we all know he's got the incredibly cool hair, and he just had a birthday party last week with Mitchell Trubisky's wife, and they were celebrating uh, yep. in beautiful fashion over there in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And we know in college, he actually they, he, he caused a rule change yep. because of how athletic he was. He was running out of the middle of the field. Oh, I'm a quarterback. Let me fake slide. They pull up. Gotcha, bitch. See Goes that. back full speed, scores a touchdown. They had to change the rule. Guy's incredibly athletic. Never really gets talked about, though, because he doesn't display it as much, and he is a white who wears two gloves. Right. That's right. They got him training out here at minicamp. Look at that. Oh, Roll over oh, the ball. What? Through the fucking oh, hit back with people trying to punch the ball Ooh. out. He Ooh. looks unbelievable. Is he about to explode this season, A.J. Hawk? I think he might look. He he didn't even have to put his right hand down, and usually you got to put the hand down for some balance. But he was so quick with it. Bam! That's good core stability. Yeah. Everybody else watching that enjoys that. By the way, the fact that he's just acting like he should be doing that running back throw alongside the running backs, everybody appreciates. He's been known to have a beer or two with yep. his offensive line and yep. everybody. He's an old school throwback player who is poised for a massive season mm-hmm. if Matt Canada allows him to maybe have hots and run an NFL offense. Sure. Tone Diggs, you see this? You go six midnight, huh? I fucking love <laughs> love Kenny Pickett. He embodies the city and everything that he does. He is way way more athlete athlete than anyone gives him credit for. He's actually like in the pocket. He, he was very good last year. He got out. He made some plays. Uh, the old line has improved so much. Uh, he has the weapons. He has the running back. He has the tight end. So I, I think that Kenny has everything set up this year. Like when you bring in CMO, you draft Broderick Jones. You got James Daniels last year from the Bears. 
they're in a much better place, I think, they were than a couple years ago as far as line and the offense goes. Uh, I'm excited to see what Kenny does with it. This well, and Kenny's getting married in nine days as well. So nice. Just me, so. Congrats, Congrats, Kenny. All things looking up for Kenny Pickett. Hopefully the offense alongside George Pickens and also a new weapon. Yeah, yeah. Darnell. Darnell Washington. And yes. Al Robinson. Al Robinson from the Rams and the Bears. And, and we still got Naj mm-hmm. in the back Naj. for the Steelers. Youth. Fryermuth still out there Pickens. doing his thing. Deontay. Yeah, I mean, they got a. This could be a year for the Steelers, you know? And Pac Man is sitting over there in Cincinnati. He's like, that's not good. We don't like to hear that. Uh-oh. You see him rolling over a little Bosa ball there and keeping his balance and then running through the pads there. You get a little bit scared, don't you? Yeah, just a little bit. That was really good. But we know how athletic he is. That's not the question. The question is, can he make the hots if they call the hots? And can he make all the throws? But he's he's off the charts when it comes to athletics. I really like Kenny Pickett. Me too. Yeah. He's easy to like. As a person, he's a yeah. dog. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. He's and like on the jo- field, too. I don't have no problem with he's him. He's like Joey. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Now, granted, Joey on the field has proven to be cerebral mm-hmm. and yeah. Quite ice cold yeah. at a lot of different times. And Kenny Pickett had a comeback against Baltimore Ravens late where he had to make a huge play. And obviously, that's whenever Mike Tomlin has said, Kenny fucking Pickett mm-hmm. as he's coming off the field. That's a huge moment. Kenny Pickett was in on all the offensive schemes meeting, all the team meeting, the coaches meetings. So I think Tomlin wants him to kind of get going. But I think they really held their horses back last year. This year, kind of let they them go, did. do their thing, and hopefully he'll be able to evolve. They did. I mean, they started Mitch, so they, they started him slow. And then, obviously, when they brought Kenny in, they ran the ball a lot. They obviously weren't doing checks, which is absurd. Um, but I, I think year two, you say always get the biggest jump from the rookie year to year two. Uh, very, very, very excited to see what. Week one to week two, year one to year two. I mean, there's a chance. It's a big difference. Did I say week? No, no, no. Oh, I'm just saying oh, oh. in general. Yeah, like yeah. That week one to week two is also yeah, yeah, a yeah. big. All right, we learned what we shouldn't be doing against other people that aren't in our practice. Mm-hmm. And year one to year two, sure. you kind of get a lay of the land a little bit. Speaking of year one to year two, we'll have a year three vet coming up. Patrick Sertain, the second, will be joining us. Absolute dog for the Denver Broncos. Can't wait to chat with him. It'll be second time on the program. Let's okay. go. New coach over there, too. Yeah, Sean yeah. Payton. How's he running? Mm-hmm. Things a little tighter over there? A little mm-hmm. different. New D.C., too. Yeah. Yeah. BJ, I think, yeah, right? BJ. Oh, oh yeah. BJ. Jeez. Yeah. Vance Joseph running the deal. Oh, yeah. There. yeah. yeah. I nice. complete, completely forgot. You got Vance Joseph, Sean Payton, mm-hmm. and then they have some consultants, too, over there, I think, that are like, uh, I think Sean Payton put together quite a... Quite a staff. Quite a yeah. cast, yeah. I believe. He was in, you remember there was a time when they were saying Sean Payton wasn't going to get the Denver Broncos job, and then Sean Payton tweeted like, well, everybody please relax. Mm-hmm. He's going to Arizona. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Is that the richest owner in the – yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is he telling me that I have – yeah. I'm going there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, will they be able to win in that division? We shall see. Can't wait to talk to him about what it is like to be in a division in the NFL now where a lot of balls being thrown. Yeah. He's going to mm-hmm. get targeted. Obviously, they're trying to throw not to his side, but he is going to get targeted. Who's somebody uh, makes him think a little bit more? Oh. You know, he's young. Who confuses him? Nobody, seemingly, but maybe somebody out there. I can't wait to hear from Sauce Gardner has signed with Gary Vimon. Let's wow. go. Sauce Gardner is now part of Vayner Sports, so congrats. Huge. What was that? You called it Gary Vimon. Yes, Vayner Sports. Gary Vimon is another entity of Vayner Sports, correct? Vayner X is yeah. right here. Vayner Sports yeah. is one entity. I do believe it is run by Gary's brother. I forget his name. We have met him a couple times. He is a very nice fella. I don't know how many Gary Vimons he has, but AJ Vaynerchuk runs Vayner Sports, has signed Sauce Gardner. The reason why this is so incredible is obviously because Sauce already has Buffalo Wild Wings deals yep. and numerous uh-huh. other deals. What? 
but but also he's going to be a great for a long time. And Gary V, the owner of Vayner Sport, might own the New York Jets yeah. by the time Sauce Gardner's done with his entire career. Very possible, especially if Gary Vmon keeps exploding the way it, it it has. You know, Gary was saying, "Hey, I got a long game to to buy the Jets." He might be buying the Jets for the next two to three years. He told us at Radio Row he does have a a road to mm-hmm. purchasing the New York Jets. Multiple be roads. Multiple roads, he said. So much money the New York in New York, yeah. New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So much yeah. money. But also, Woody Johnson of Johnson & Johnson, which, yes, that Johnson & Johnson sells everything and have made a lot of money for yeah. a long time. And people are kind of forced to buy their stuff for a long time. Yeah. So it is a very wealthy... He's been enjoying being the Jets' owner, too. Yeah. Oh, loving yeah. it. I, Woody Johnson has been enjoying dapping up the boys. Yes. He's been out of practice. Make he almost bids. got hit by a ball, I think. Mm-hmm. So then he went up to the guy, you almost hit me. It's like, Woody Johnson on his Instagram is seemingly more active as an owner than he's ever been and why not especially if you're potentially coming in to the best time to be a Jets fan since what the 60s AJ man think about yeah his life and you we know the owners probably hang out with their buddies they're all their other rich friends their other mm-hmm. rich owners in the league oh, yeah. people are like, oh what are you guys doing what'd you guys do this offseason oh who'd you sign oh that's cool well we got Aaron Rodgers coming to town and we're the talk of the league right now so yeah yeah it's, it's yeah. a lot of fun yeah. coming to work now yeah. yeah the only person I would maybe talk shit is the owner of the Packers oh they don't have one bingo uh, yeah. I'd talk shit to him <laughs> right to Woody? Yeah. What would you say? You guys are going to suck. Aaron's going to have a good year, but you guys are going to fucking suck. And you know what? Your baby powder, your talcum powder sucks too. How do you know? Well, I have, I have a baby. <laughs> and what's going on with it? I don't use it. Why not? Because it's crop. Wow. That's what you would say to him? Yep. Boom. Right to his face? He has that hat he's been wearing this. Yeah. Yep. The you straw one? No, it's like a... It's not straw, but it's kind of built like it. It's a, it's a big, it might be straw. A safari hat safari, almost. Safari, yeah. He's got one of those. Like what like Saban a, wears? Like a gardening hat? In practice? Not, no, Saban is the straw one. This one is like a Nike white. Mm-hmm. Like a bucket hat, but with straight out. Yeah, with an extendo. Yeah, yeah. Which is great you know, hat. It's a sweet yeah. hat. Like the kid in Sandlot with the big long bill? Yeah, no. but like the whole way around. <laughs> the whole way oh, around. I was right. thinking like an old woman gardening hat. Yeah, but all the way around. Yeah, once full again. circle. And not super floppy. Okay. Yeah, it seems to be a bit stiff. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a straw hat. It has become his costume. That's yeah, how much so I've sweet. seen. It has become what he looks like. Mm-hmm. Like Steve Jobs, you know what you're getting. Woody Johnson now, he's got that fucking big hat on. Yep. And he's out there dapping people up, and yeah. he's posting on Instagram. Exactly. Yeah, he makes videos. He's got like a TikTok guy or girl or something, because they make montages for him. So I'm not sure if Gary Vmon can be successful enough to ever buy the team if the owner doesn't want to sell. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't see Woody them selling. And he runs his own Instagram, too. That's that's the crazy part. Woody does? Yes. No. It's hard to believe. God, Who told you that? I, obviously, I've DM'd him and been around him before to know that he... You know Woody Johnson? Yeah, I had a chance to go last year to camp and met the whole organization and stuff. He's running his own Instagram? Yeah. That makes sense with some of the shit that's put out there. I'm like, yeah. this person has no idea. He's got idea young kids, doing. right? Doesn't he still have young kids? I uh, don't know that. I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm thinking of cool. where the cool team goes him, after man. him if you pass it down. Oh, yeah. Family you're talking about? Yeah. That's oh. like Ursay. Ursay just had another birthday the other day. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jim. Happy birthday, Jim. You know, he's got, he's got three daughters, yep. and they're all in the building. Mm-hmm. They're in the facility working. And there was, a, there was a time, yeah, one is with a... So sweet. Yep. Call Give sheet. Yep. <laughs> headband. With a mic. Yep. Whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. Yep. That was awesome. First time I seen that. Is fucking Carly Ursay standing <laughs> right him. behind Frank Reich with Call him, please. a microphone <laughs> in her? She used to say, I write. But the thought was that they were going to sell it. 
right? Because mm-hmm. they weren't around much before, um, like, the Chuck Pagano era. Mm-hmm. They weren't in the building as much. They were younger, obviously, going to school, doing their whole thing. Carly, I think, had her own business going on, like a, some law firm maybe Ooh. in Chicago. Like, weren't around much. So the assumption, I believe, from a lot of people was like, okay, when Ursay's done here, this thing will get sold and whatever. Then they've kind of all just come in mm-hmm. fully invested. Like, they're in there every single day. I think Carly has the headset on mm-hmm. and the wristband on the sideline at games, jogging indoor in halftime. I don't. They need to put give her a fucking intro out of the tunnel. They do. <laughs> they they do. need to let her experience that. But she's trying to learn as much as possible. I believe they're in it for the long haul. And if you're a business person or anything, I don't know why you'd want to sell an uh, NFL team no. at any time. It, seemingly right now. Yeah, as we talk about that all the time. Like un- unless you're forced out of the NFL, like when you see the business that they're doing, why would you ever sell? And especially like his kids or whoever's going to get it, like. I guess the immediate thought would be like, oh, you're going to make a bunch of money. Like, his kids are set for life. Like, they're rich. So it's not like selling the team is like, hey, we need this money right now to do what else, whatever else we want to do. It's like, hey, if you if you get the team, hold on to it because this thing is just going to continue to make more and more money. Like, yeah, don't can, sell it. Yeah, man, you sell it lighter. Yeah, yeah, you can pawn off, like, day-to-day shit if you don't want to do that kind of stuff. But, like, you want to be in the NFL. Congrats to the people that got born in an NFL family. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And the, the Hunts as well. Yeah, congrats to the Hunts Brown. as well. Rest in peace Rest to Grandma. Rest in peace to Norma. The Brown family peace over in peace. Cincinnati. Congratulations, mm-hmm. obviously. Yep. Jones family in Dallas. Yeah, congrats to Jones. Yeah. That's a whole family. Yeah. Craft yeah. family. Craft family, obviously. Yeah, family's there yeah congrats right. to that. Con family, uh, Jacksonville. Cut to, yep, you're yep. right. Con. Tony. Tony Con. Tony. Mm-hmm. Omar. Yep. Omar. Omar. Ford family. Adams. Omar no, Khan is. No, yeah. Oh, different Khan. Oh, yeah. Shad Khan. Shad. Shad Khan is the Shad. owner of the Jaguars. Nick Khan is the president of the WWE. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spanos, even though they hate each other. But then, the daughter, the, the, the sister, sister got out, I think. Yep. Congrats to all these fans. Yes. Congrats, Congrats. Owners. We hope you do well with the NFL. Mm-hmm. Roger Goodell ain't going to let you not. Uh, we have some pictures coming out of Denver with, obviously, the parade taking place that Joker found out about after winning mm-hmm. the title. This place is packed out. Let's go. Denver oh, yeah. filled up. Wow. Obviously, this is the first championship the Nuggets have ever won, and it has the first championship that Denver's had in a little bit. You know, obviously, when Peyton was there, they were winning some stuff. When Vaughn was there, they were winning some stuff. What? But look at how packed out the Mile High City is. I hope today is a day the Joker will never, ever forget. I hope this is a day where Coach Malone gets a chance to cut a promo, and I hope this is just the beginning for the Denver Nuggets, who seemingly have a roster built for the long haul and a fan base that's fucking ready for it. Congrats to them. That looks awesome, AJ. Damn. Have, do we have any footage that has came out of any players or coaches speaking? Because that is what I am looking forward to. So I'm assuming it hasn't happened just yet. I'm seeing a video right now of, of Michael Malone coming up to a podium, and he looks unbelievable. It's in the group chat. Yes. Here we go. It is currently 75 degrees over there. Perfect day. <laughs> oh, oh, oh Sun man. shining. Seems like a perfect day in Denver for a celebration. I think that's Michael Malone. <laughs> Yes. It is. <laughs> it is. A little Kirk Cousins situation. It does appear happened uh, to Michael Malone. Oh, as man. We're and boozing, he got the ice on. As we're, bo- as we're boozing on some fire trucks, you know, hey, put this on, coach. Put this chain on. That's hilarious. Oh, look at, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> oh, what a day. What a day. Basket in. Drink it down. Is that the uh, one of the Cronkies? Oh. Is that Josh Cronkies? Ah, he looks a little old to be. 
Is he? Michael looks like he's wearing shoulder pads. Look how like his yeah. traps and shoulders. He's jacked. Well, that's calling timeouts. You gotta. Uh huh. You gotta be ready. Right. That's not Josh Kroenke. That is okay. the Finals MVP trophy. At least they found that. Who's the comb over fellow with the good white? Good question. It's probably like they're a radio guy or a PR dude. The oh, that's MC you're announcer. saying. Mm. Zito saying maybe general manager. Josh Kroenke's got a nice beer. He's got a nice. Full oh yeah, head. GM would make yeah. sense. How old's Kroenke? Josh Kroenke. Uh, he is 43. Congrats to him too. Yeah. yeah. yeah congrats, yeah. Josh. Yeah. Josh Kroenke is in on like ten different teams if he wants them. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, pick one. <laughs> Just went to four parades this year in a couple different cities, mm -hmm. yeah. a couple different countries. Yeah, no big deal. Must be tough. Not his fault though. No, 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 no not at all. No, no. Oh, it's play-by-play -play guy. Okay, it is. Okay, getting there crowd we go. jacked. Yeah, getting crowd jacked. And now, and some of those. no. Yeah. What if they do start with a light show? I would love to hear that speech. If that's how he looks, would love to hear the speech. Oh, yes. Hopefully we'll get a little sound. Let's go to the Five Energy phone line here before Patrick Sertain, the second, joins us. Let's go to Michael in Columbus, Ohio. Ooh. What's going on, Michael? Have you saluted your president yet today? <laughs> uh, thank you, President. Pat boys, how you doing? Keep moving. We don't know which president. Pretty good. Yeah, which president? What? Hello? Pat? Pat boys? Michael, come the fuck on. <laughs> we doing a call or not, Mike? What's going on? Pat, boys, how we doing? Keep moving. Hey, 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 hey. What's what going on? Hey, Pat, first, I don't know if you remember, but I'm the guy that's on the sidelines of the uh, Ohio State team up north game that asked you to call him an Ohio fuck on video after the game they set. Oh, nice, nice. Great. Of course I remember you, man. Yeah. How you doing, bro? Great to hear from you again. <laughs> Happy we got the whole phone thing figured out. What do you want to chat about, man? Yeah. Well, as I sit here in my apartment above the Chop House on the real high street here Whoa. in Columbus, Ohio, Whoa. I'm getting angry thinking about this stupid Ohio State quarterback narrative where, you know, no Ohio State quarterback even had expectations to be an NFL QB until Dewey Haskins, and God bless his soul, he never got a chance. Justin Fields had plumbers catching his balls. He still set records. And now C.J. Stroud's getting judged before he even steps on an NFL field. I mean, what schools regularly – fucking NFL QB anyway, like Texas Tech, Wyoming, LSU. It's a dumb narrative, Pat. Hey, okay, Michael, you got it. C.J. Stroud is, I think, give, he was number two overall pick. Mm -hmm. People got a lot of hope for him yeah. in at least some places. Wow. But you're right. The narrative about Ohio State not being able to create quarterbacks is one that is dumb. Mm -hmm. And we assume C.J. Stroud will be the guy that yep. cracks through and does it all down there in Houston. What? I'm happy you're pissed off, Michael. I wonder if he was down there at the chop house tonight that Urban Meyer should have stayed at the bar. Mm. Shouldn't have went to the dance floor. Yep. Should have stayed at the bar, and that's what I told the guys. Now, let's join a man who has been waiting for us for the last 35 seconds. Okay. A man who got dropped into the NFL and looked like a 
vet, an all-pro, obviously at a very young age, because he understood the assignment, the technique, but, his body was ready, right, and seemingly but. he's more mature than any human that's ever played his position. Ladies and gentlemen, all-pro, Denver Broncos corner, Patrick Sertain. Yeah, yeah. What's up, dude? What's happening? What's going on? Hey, thank you for joining us. Uh, I don't know if you heard this or not. Pac-Man earlier said that you are the Darrell Revis of this generation, and there hasn't been one. Every corner or defensive back that we've talked to has basically been like, ah, that's the guy. Mm -hmm. That's the guy. Do you hear all that noise? Did you expect that immediately upon going into the NFL? And how do you continue to get better? Yeah, you know, I've been hearing all of it. Um, obviously, it's high praise um, in regards to my play. And, you know, when you get noticed like that around the league, you know, it has to bring some type of, you know, confidence in, in towards you. So, um, you know, I just got to keep on improving, um, keep on stacking, you know, work on the fundamentals and, you know, just, you know, get better each and every day and prepare for a better year. Hell yeah. Pat, I know, uh, I know Nick Saban loves his DBs. He loves coaching up his DBs. How did you, like your time in Alabama, do you realize now, like you look back at things that he was teaching you and realize, like, hey, this guy is – is legit, obviously. I'm just interested in what it was like to play for him. Yeah, um, Coach Saban, he was, you know, very hands-on. Um, you know, he understands everything, you know, so as far as DB play. Um, in the meeting rooms, he always been in the DB room, um, teaching us different techniques. Um, he's really a DB uh, guru. So when you learn from guys like that, um, you know, that know how to, how to coach at a high level at your position, um, you know, it speaks volumes especially, you know, with the DBs he produced in the league, you know, it just goes to show, you know, what what he, has he done as a coach. So, um, you know, kudos go out to him, you know, just for preparing guys, you know, mentally and physically for the league. So, you know, um, with a guy like that, you know, it all comes together. Hey, I think your massive mitts are potentially partially covering the microphone. If you could move that a little bit, heard you, but it sounded like the bass in your voice was a real deal. I mean, it sounded like you were, you were way down there. Let's talk about the coaching. Cause obviously you come from Saban. Then you have a coach. Then you have another coach. Mm -hmm. Now you have another coach what? in your third year in Sean Payton. Yeah. What has he been like? What has Vance Joseph been like? What has this year been like as opposed to maybe years past? And what do you expect for this season? Yeah, um, you know, Coach Sean, his resume speaks for for itself. Um, you know, he's a guy that's won a Super Bowl, um, that's been winning at the highest level. And, you know, throughout the first couple, you know, of months here, you can just tell that through the type of guy he is, um, he's really prepared. Um, he's very dialed in, locked in towards the team. So, you know, at the end of the day, when you get, you know, a coach like that, you know the standard and you know what's – what what to expect in a way so um all the guys are fired up you know and ready for the season to start and um you know with Vance I could say that um he's also another defensive guru you know he understands the game very well uh puts his players in positions to win and you know that's a big thing with him um you know he's a player friendly coach his scheme speaks for itself so um we got a great uh, coaching staff going on over here. Hell you know, yeah. Very excited. Hell yeah. The resumes are deep over there as opposed to maybe what it was just a year ago. It helps having the richest owner in the entire sport. Yeah. Keep all yeah. <laughs> at your position. Yeah. Hey. yeah. Money could buy everything. Yeah, well, yeah, certainly in this particular business, yes, it yep. can. Pac Man yeah. has a question for you, Pat. What's up, Pat? Uh, I got a two party question. Um, my first question is Have you talked to um, the guys over there? Uh, 
your, your defensive back coach and your your def, uh, uh what's his name? Uh, Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph. About traveling to each side, going on the best receiver instead of playing on one side. That's the first question. My second question, what are what are your top three receivers? There's a lot of them out there. Amari Cooper, Devontae Adams, Tariq Hill, DJ Moore. Um, who are your top three in that category, and have you talked to them about traveling? Yeah, um, you know, I was traveling last year, so um, – you know, throughout certain, you know, game plans, you know, whoever they top receiver, uh, we feel like they're a top receiver. Obviously, I'll be matched. But, you know, on the other hand, you know, I talked to Vance, uh, talked to Coach uh, Parker. Um, and, you know, we mentioned that before, you know, sort of, you know, allowing me to play outside and inside, you know, allowing me to be, you know, versatile in our Oh, Travis Kelsey. You're talking about Travis Kelsey. Right. Yeah, just match all over the field in a way, you know, that – helps the defense out and it helps me impact the game more. So uh, we, we've been in conversations about that. So, uh, you know, I'm very excited about that uh, for the season. But top three receivers right now, I'm going to have to go with Devontae, Jettas, and uh, Tyreek. So Devontae is just like impossible to stick with, huh? His get off, his shake is just in, insane. Is that real? Yeah, he's he pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he just put up a one or whatever. And then Justin Jefferson has 180 yards at halftime most games. Yep. That scheme seemingly is perfect for him to kind of take advantage of everything he's great at, which is everything. And then Tyreek Hill is looking for to get 2,000 yards this year yeah. if two is able to stay safe. We're in this league now where everybody's throwing, throwing, throwing all over the place. If you travel with a guy, and this happened with Revis, and this has happened with great corners in the past, yeah. you can almost get bored, right? Like Because they're like, okay, wherever – Wherever he is, we're not gonna go. Do you even think about that, or or what is kind of the mindset whenever you, whenever you're in play by play in the games? Yeah, you know, I look, you know, I look for challenges like that, you know. Um, but I don't go into the game thinking they ain't gonna throw my way because you know it's the NFL. Uh, you know, when your name is called, your name is called. So at the end of the day, I'm always locked in, every play dialed in, every snap because you know. Once that opportunity come your way, you know, you got to make a play. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very locked in on my keys, um, whether I'm going against the best, whether I'm going against somebody else. You know, I'm just locked in, dialed in on every matchup. So, Hey, how many trash guys are in the league? Huh? Many guys, <laughs> you don't have to give names, but is there guys that, like, first series, you're like, oh, Jeez. this dude should not be in the same league as all of us. Is there is that situation happening to you yet? You're only in your third year, and I'm asking you that question. Quite it's fucking sure. absurd. I'm quite sure. I mean, I could I – could, I mean, there's, there's some guys, obviously, that's, you know, you know the premier guys and you know, you know the good guys, and then there's some dudes that be, like, slacking in a way in some categories. Not saying that they bad, but – you know, as far as the matchup issue, you know, it wouldn't be no problem. You know, there's some guys, you know, that you line up against. But, uh, you know, going into year three, I'm starting to understand that more and see that more. You know, obviously, when you watch film, you could tell by different tendencies, the receivers. And, you know, you could you could look at a lot through film, you know, the eye in the sky don't lie. And uh, I could say you could tell a difference between the elites and, you know, the average, you know, type of players. What is it, just effort? Every single play or, like, competitive – what is it, you think, between the the greats and the ones that are kind of just middle of the road? Because you are a great uh, – why do you think you're at the top and maybe others are at the middle? Is it a mentality thing? What do you think it is? I mean, I just think I prepare where my technique um, speaks for itself. 
you know, I put consistent film on the table each and every week. Um, and, you know, just it speaks for itself in my play. Um, you know, with people seeing me, I believe that's a huge, um, huge part of my game. You know, just staying consistent, being locked in, you know, going against the opposing team's number one receiver. Um, I just think my play speaks for itself. Yeah, That's but why I'm regarded and mentioned into that category. Yeah, but not everybody's like you, you know. Yeah, so, like for the rest of your career, yeah. people are going to be like, "Why the yeah. fuck is this guy <laughs> like this guy?" And they can say, "Well, his dad played." And it's like, well, a lot of guys have dads. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys don't just get dropped in year one and are all pro. And like yeah. year three, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's going with the one. He's playing that dude. Yeah, who's that? Just that whoever they got, they're put him on there. It's an incredible thing. They'll be at, they'll be wondering why you are the way you are for a long time, and we're lucky to get to watch it. Go ahead, AJ. Pat, are we going to get to see you uh, return some kicks this year? I hear there might be a rumor you're, you're doing that a little bit. Don't do that. Why not? Hey, I ain't going to lie. Um, what's, what, the crazy thing about it was it was we was in practice one time, and um, a little bit of info trying came up, and he was just asking around, like, you know, who punt returned before we had experience of, you know, returning kicks. You know, me being confident, you know, because I returned to high school, you know, I got some good tape of me in high school. I was like, yeah, shoot, that's me. And, uh, you know, he put me back there without no hesitation. You know, I got some catches in, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel very comfortable back there, you know. Um, yeah, just fair catching, right? No. Just fair catching. No. Every single no, time, no, no, just no, no, fair no, catch no, it. No. Yeah, it's a win for both, no. you and the no. punter. We fair catch it. We get the ball. We're no. off the field. You just had a really difficult series on defense. Yeah. Hey, we got to a punt. That's good news. Let's uh, fair catch I, this thing and get the fuck off the field. No. I'm not trying to be bad there for no reason, though. <laughs> no, you're getting noise. the ball back. Yeah, getting the ball. No, I like that right there. Yeah, this guy was an asshole. As you know, as a returner, no need for that. We don't need you to join yeah, the facts. Race. Yeah, Pat, Pat, no. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's an asshole. I watch you too. Yeah, we don't need you to be an asshole. Yeah, you know it, would, it would be great for you to nah. get back there. Hey, I got one more yeah. question, man. The technique and how disciplined you are. Does did that have something to do with growing up um, with your father playing in the league, or is that just something that one of your coaches installed in you? Where did that come from? Um, you know, my dad taught me a lot, but I just think that. My experience of playing the position, you know, um, you know, as years go on, you could just um, tell and you could just look at um, certain things, your keys and just be like, oh, I could work on this and work on that. And I could say over time, I build on working on that, whether it's patience, my technique, um, you know, locking in on my keys, reading the hips. I just think that plays a big part of my game, um, you know, because early on, you know, high school, you know, I was very raw out there and yeah. we you know when I got to college not a pros I could say I developed that and just became you know second nature I just give you a little fucking <laughs> you know what I mean I give you a little <laughs> you know what I mean Devontae doing the hand dance it's unbelievable to watch you work truly now granted you and Devontae did have some epic battles yeah mm-hmm. some epic yeah. battles now Devontae's been around what 14 years how many years 
Devontae been in the league? Ten. Ten Ten years or whatever it is. Ten years. So he's got ten years of tricks and shit, but he knows it. And you're just getting getting thrown right into guys that have been around the NFL forever. And you two having a good joust is great for the AFC West and great for the NFL. We can't wait to watch it. Ty has a question for you. Yeah, Pat, speaking of the AFC West, you're talking about your preparation and your film study and all that kind of stuff. And obviously when the opportunity does come, you can't take a playoff because if you do, you're going to get burned potentially. But when you look at playing Herbert and Mahomes and those kind of guys two times a year, does anything extra go into preparation for that, uh, considering like you know what a guy like Mahomes can do and you know what a guy like Herbert can do? Yeah, um, like you said, you got to like take time and extra preparation and film study. Um, you know, because those type of quarterbacks, they can make every throw on the field. And, um, you know, it's it's you could say – that you could just, you know, just tell off the eye, but you really got to lock in and prepare because with their schemes and how they utilize them and, you know, every throw that they make, you know, it's sort of like I got to be in this position to make this play, be in that position to make this play. So, um, you know, with those type of quarterbacks, you know, top-tier elite quarterback talents, um, you really got to hone in on film study, preparation, um, giving them quarterbacks different looks and stuff like that because, you know, I, I've seen it. You know, they could they could play. So um, <laughs> I just think the biggest thing is locking in on the film at the end of the day. You said you were talking to, I don't know if it was Vance or Sean Payton or both of them, about, you know, being able to play outside, being able to play inside. And I said immediately, right. oh, Travis Kelsey. I, I assume that's because the, how important the tight end position has become to most offenses, most specifically the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Is there something about Travis Kelsey that makes him different than others? Because from looking outside in, and I don't watch film on these teams, it, he's getting the ball whenever it matters. Right. I, I assume everybody yeah. else feels that way. Is that a part of the conversation with Vance about in the division, this is the guy, Travis Kelsey, maybe greatest tight end of all time happening? Yeah, um, there's some talks about that. Um, but it just goes, you know, as far as the scheme, um, being able to match good on good in a way. So so that corners wouldn't match on, like, tight ends and linebackers match on receivers, but corners match with receivers. Um, like a slot formations, um, wah-wah wing slot formations and stuff like that. Um, I just think that that's the key towards why he has it like that. But, you know, like you said, with guys like Travis Kelsey, that's, you know, a unicorn at his position that could run every route in the route tree. Um, that's a playmaker like that. Um, obviously, conversation uh, will come to talk like, about that. Yeah, you're 6'2", too. Let's not get – you know what I mean? Yeah. Ain't a small yeah. guy out there. In yeah. no. 6'2 in the NFL is like 6'4 in the NBA. Because they're pushing right. your head down. Yep. We need you to be as small as possible. You need to be barefoot. This fucking be tiny out here. So you're a big dude, fast, quick. Travis Kelsey seemingly always open. What a fun thing that could potentially be for the next, well, I don't know, 10 years. Yeah. Travis yep. isn't getting older, right. doesn't feel like. Go ahead, Tone. Yeah, Patrick, obviously uh, Nuggets parade is today. The Avs won and had a parade last year. Um, does huh. that creep into uh, the Broncos locker room? Like, does the success of of Denver creeping and kind of make you guys uh, want to have a parade of your own more? Yeah, it's something in the air. Um, yeah, it's I weed. That All that city. dope out there. <laughs> Everybody's smoking <laughs> dope out there. That's what it is. Sorry, but go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I just think there's, like, you could sense a winning culture in the city. And, um, 
you know, obviously with the Avs and now the Nuggets, you could just tell that, you know, the fans are experiencing, you know, winning situations. And, you know, when it's now it's all time coming up, you know, you could just feel the energy and, you know, and feel the anticipation of it, you know, of winning. And, you know, we got the right, um, you know, we got the right pieces put together. You know, it's all about showing up and showing out on Sundays. Hell yeah, and Mondays and Thursdays. Was. And probably Friday. Wednesdays coming yeah, up. There's going to be yeah, Saturdays yeah. as well. <laughs> so it's every day's a Sunday, though. Let's just move the schedule. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. What's next? You got a little off time or you work all the way through? Yeah, we just uh, finished our last practice of uh, mini camp. Now we got a little break before training camp. So, uh, you know, calm before the storm, you know, sit down, relax, travel some, spend time with family. You, know, so. you go like Mount Everest, backpacking through Europe, or like a beach. No, I'm 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 all over the place. You know, Cabo, Greece. Uh, oh, traveling. Oh, hey, listen, okay. Pretty hot in Greece. Yeah, that's why you play so good. You know, some yeah. people are motivated by different things. This guy yeah. wants to go to fucking Santorini. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gonna have to play some good football. We appreciate you joining us. Please tell Sean and Vance Joseph we say what's up, and the rest of the boys can't wait to watch you this year. All right, appreciate y'all, man. Hey, hell yeah. Have a great break over there in Greece. Here we yeah. go. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Kidding me, Joe Buck? Uh, you might go to Wyoming. Ladies and gentlemen, Patrick's <laughs> saying that. Yeah. He's very good. His technique yeah. is his thing, right? I mean, that's yeah. just literally because he's never out. He's never, never like, he never looks like he's panicked. And, mm-hmm. you, and you, you, you said it a lot, too. He's long. He's fucking tall and long. Um, if I was six two and he's six two and he could run just as fast as me, that's, that's pretty dangerous. That'd be fun. It's pretty dangerous because I, I I can grab. I can I can use my my length a lot more than me being a little bit smaller and shorter where I can't grab as long and can't cover that much space like he can. But you're getting yeah. FaceTime right now. The um, we um, I think to your point there, everybody thought just like Richard Sherman's were just going to grow on a tree. Yes. Yeah. So like hey, this is the new. This is what you need. Now, granted, I know Richard Sherman is zone, and he's on this one side, former wide receiver. But they're like, Rich, this is the this is what you need. You need a guy who's like six two, six three, who can run like a four three, four two, four four, and then that's going to be the next. Like, how many of those motherfuckers exist? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we're going to be looking for that. We're going to be looking for Tariq Woolen, I think, kind of yeah. Sauce Gardner, yeah. Yeah. obviously, oh, kind of like that. Um, they had Browner. People assume because they had Browner on the other side. Browner was like six four, wasn't he? So late. Yeah, this is what you need. This what you need yeah. it's like yeah yeah we know yeah that yeah. would be great cam chancellor was huge yep. yeah, that, yeah. They had earl big, thomas they had very big uh well, that's I what mean, they, geez. They, were they were loaded yeah, yeah. Were and it, like it kind of is reflected in the draft like so many corners now go top 10 it's mm-hmm. just as important as wide receiver oh it's yeah. very important yeah you got to stop there some kind of way mm-hmm. yeah but only the good guys are getting drafted you know there's a mm-hmm. the, the corner position is another one where it feels like there's a lot of cuz you need what six on a team seven on a team now well eight it's going to be eight dbs to 10 that's on the roster a lot of motherfuckers we never heard of are yeah. going to be yeah. asked for a lot yeah, of teams. Yeah. and i'm only saying that because all the, the ones who are on the punt uh that's doing gunner yep um most of the l ones on the team are cornerbacks that's and, and then you got a uh, the same thing on the opposite side. So when they got to run down and um, block, 
block for the punt. The and punt then all of a sudden, yeah. all of a sudden out of nowhere, like a safety gets hurt, and some number forty four comes walking, forty five mm-hmm. comes on the field. <laughs> it's like I've never heard of this guy. And then you start looking up the guy's resume. He's like, oh, he runs a four three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah. went to uh-huh. Dominion. And he's, he's, he has fourteen records at the school. It's like, oh, of course. Also a track star. And then he gets in the NFL. It's like never heard of him. And then all of a sudden, Travis Kelsey's just blowing right sure. by. Him. Yeah. It's like. Wow, it is a little different out here, but that is becoming a game. And it's pass heavy, multiple yeah, weapons. Yeah. You got to have corners and safeties that can match up. He is what everybody's looking for. Yeah. Yes. Congrats to Denver having him. Third year, you know, only got a couple years left. You want to trade him? Oh. Indianapolis. There <laughs> we go. Trade him in Indianapolis. You don't want to have to pay him. I know you guys don't have a lot of money no. over there. Yeah. He knows they got the richest owner in the game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. he did. Everybody in that locker room knows. Yeah. 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 If there's a team that's going to be paying people, it is going to be this team. Yep. Yeah. So some places you go, it's like, if I work my ass off and do well, is this place going to pay me? There's some places like, no, nah, this place is not going to pay you. You're probably going to have to go elsewhere. Over there, I would assume the thought is, this place is going to be paying people. Yeah. yeah. A lot of money out here. Justin Thomas, who's plus three on the day, is about to line up about a 10-foot putt. He does have a magenta-like yeah. color pants mm-hmm. with a black long sleeve. Looks awesome. Is it cold out there? Cold for LA, I it's guess. It's not sunny. I think they said there was a thick marine layer this morning. They said the Playboy Mansion's ball. right off one of the tee boxes somewhere. Ooh, Drains it. Is that right? Justin yeah. Thomas plus yeah. two. What Go a punt. Good leaderboard right now. Ricky Fowler, six under through 13. He Jeez. is dominant. Will he be able to maintain this through the weekend? Yeah. We shall see. Xander Shoffley in second place. Scotty's right up there. Scoots at fourth. Scooty. Always, we knew he was going to be. Chef there. Was yeah. always, Dude, he's there. top always five. There. Rom Kepka hasn't even teed off yet. Speed hasn't teed off. Oh, Kepka! Yeah. By the way, we got prime like a sixty-one he's the pr- yesterday. Prime time. We got prime time from so from one to eight, it's on USA, and then eight to eleven Eastern is on NBC prime time. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Kepka, I think big, he's off. Big NBC. One. Yeah, big NBC. Wow! Wow! Sweet! It's awesome. That's great for us with the time change. Yeah, yeah, yeah but in the yeah. Oh, we talked about Morning, this. Yeah. The mornings of the weekend here, you know what I mean? If you're at the house. Well, no, it's good. If you are if you want to sleep in or whatever, they'll be on the back nine already when you watch. Well, can't sleep in. Obviously, there's a baby well, no, there. No, no, Father, your Father's Day. You're allowed to sleep in as much as you want Sunday. True. You got a good point right there. Okay. <laughs> trust me. Trust me. <laughs> trust me. As I, said, as I said that, I know that's not reality. Let's but. go to Evan in Indiana on the 500. I'm just here to help. You know? but I, I'm just here to help and I do not want to be. But it is going to be a little bit of a wait, it seems like, because they are in California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Evan in Indiana, what do you want to talk about, pal, on the 500 phone line? How you doing? Keep it moving, boys. I got two. Count them. Two yeah. questions for your ass. Yes. Okay, yeah. I like that. Sorry, okay. I'm giving a look off. Uh, this guy with perfectly manicured eyebrows is giving an interview at the U.S. Open. I've never seen him before, but I think he's playing some golf. I th- Jacob Solomon's doing his thing right now. I think he had a hole. No, I don't oh, think it was a one. Sorry, I thought it said hack. And there was a hole in one, though, oh, at shit. the U.S. Open on hole 15. It just took place about 15, 20 minutes ago. Uh, Evan in Indiana, two questions. Let's go. Can't wait to hear them. All right, you got to bear with me. I've been smoking meat all afternoon, so I got a lingering cough. Congrats. Yeah, love that. Anytime it gets in your throat, it could be a problem. But yeah. mm-hmm. Some people, it's not. But, uh, anyway. No, better than one better of the greatest. Some, some people like that yeah. is. I love it. Live for it. Some people are born for it. Yep. The premier ones. Yeah. It helps their skin. Here, yeah. Like, uh, Tiana Trump. I'm not. The protein. Here. Smokes meat like you wouldn't believe. Hydroplane racing. Have you ever heard of this? Yep. Hydroplane racing. Is that a boat? That's those ones that flip. Those boats that always flip. 
jet-powered boat on the river, yeah. the Ohio down there. Um, yeah, just like it was down there at the uh, you got a regatta in Pittsburgh. You know, what I mean? you got a regatta. They get, oh, they yeah. do that down there in Pittsburgh. They race the boats down the river. Dead bodies are floating up, mm-hmm. and then those things are, mm-hmm. and then every once in a while, a big fat body will come up, and then bang, those things are flipped right over <laughs> on top of themselves. Right, that's kind of what the hydro uh, plane thing is. Yeah, same thing. I guess you heard of it, so I'll go fuck myself. No, yeah. no, no, Evan, Evan, that's a good question. Good I mean, idea. it brought up the conversation. Yeah. They, they, whoa, 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 We don't need anybody smoking yeah. around me. Yeah. You're right. Um, Did he want not to know it? Narcos started using these. Dolio. Um, the Cocaine Cowboys guys, yeah, and that doc, they were like professional racers. Yeah, and who is the guy that literally led a Rick Ross song? He cut a oh, promo um, from prison. Loriega? No. no. It was uh, Miami. Mm. Was it Steve Aoki's dad was a big racer, I think. Okay, no. I don't <laughs> <laughs> For real. It was a Miami drug lord, though, who we all know the name of. He had those, <laughs> those fucking racing boats that he was bringing this cocaine in. Yeah. Oh. They had them, like, stuffed because they had big. Griselda Blanco? No, she was part of the Cocaine Cowboys. Was, yeah. It was a different name. Los this guy thanks Rick Ross for using his name and mm-hmm. songs from jail. Da. Anyways, I watched a documentary yeah. on him. They used those big. I thought they were called Marlboro. No, cigarette. Posts. Willie Falcon. Willie Falcone. Falcone. Yeah, Willie Falcone. Oh. Yeah, Falcone. I believe used to use those big cigarette boats, and then would put up in the front end of it because mm-hmm. how big it was, and then they were just fucking zooming wide open at like 3 a.m., 3.30 a.m., 4 a.m., and then if anybody came close, obviously they couldn't catch them in time, and then they had a button that just dropped out of the bottom of the boat, yeah. down to the bottom, yep. and then they were just like, oh, we're just testing out our boat or whatever, Sorry. and they just got away with it. Like, they just, That's for awesome. a long time. The They're boat, from Cocaine Cowboys. Uh-huh. Willie Falcone? But those two guys, yeah, they're for, they're part of maybe the second documentary or whatever. They they go through a lot of their whole racing situation, mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. yeah, the racing boats were a big part of the whole lifestyle. Yeah, Willie's the one on the right. I believe he he remained the most humble through it all. The one, one of them of, disappeared, and one of them's in jail. Willie Falcone on the right's in jail. He he cut a promo for Rick Ross oh. from the phone in jail. Sweet. Yeah, pretty sick. That's how the <laughs> song started. But yeah, that those boats I believe were bad boys too. They had one like that. Movers. That's genius. Yeah, that yeah. is so smart. That is awesome. How do they get caught? I think it was just one part of it because they were also they got helicopters. They have a lot of different things to get them. The best uh, one I thought, the most smart way was the car one, where tow truck company. So a car would break down on the side of the road. Tow truck company would be called the tow car. Mm-hmm. Tow truck driver literally has no idea no what's idea. in that car. Yeah. That car is loaded with cocaine. They own the tow truck company mm-hmm. and all the cars, mm. but the people driving said things had no idea. So, like, tow truck driver got pulled over. There was no suspicions because the driver actually oh, was no. kept out of the loop yeah. completely. Mm-hmm. He was just picking up a job. So, that was, they were so smart. That's genius. They were that. so smart the way they were doing it all, just moving drugs. Building a city. Yeah. Completely down. Shout out Cuba. What's up with Cuba? Other Cubans. Willie Falcone? Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Shout out Cuba. Cuba. Shout out. Shout out Cuba. Cuba. Shout out. Cuba. Hey, the Cuba sandwich is very good. Oh, very good. It's the kind of like a sandwiches. It is. It is. We had a um, we had a Cuban sandwich place here in Indianapolis. Great guy. Oh, shout out George. Broad I miss him. Yeah, and really. Then it shut down because oh. they didn't like the way like society was going. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, Whoa. like legit. COVID. Great coffee con leche. Dude, what's on a Cuban sandwich? What's on there? 
So it's got mustard, yeah. it's got ham, it's pork, got uh, pork. It's on. The bread is always cut awesome. Yeah, you, you would never eat it. It's perfectly panini. pressed. Pickles are on there. Swiss cheese, I believe. Yeah, it's really, it's the so Cuban good. standard. Yeah. Are you, what is going on here? Oh, my God. You've never no, had nothing. Any- I mean, it's every ingredient I don't like, so I don't like, I don't oh, like that. Oh, shut up. You don't like ham? I hate Cuban people. What? Wow. Uh, no, wow, never. AJ. What, you don't like cafe con leche either? Mm. I talk to Zito every day. Love Zito. <laughs> Love Cuban people. Huh? I got black friends. <laughs> Pickles. Yeah. I thought a different screaming. A different uh, the crunchy pickle on that other salt. You know, I'm weird with that. It's delicious. Their steak sandwich. Well, pickles. Very, very I despise. Well. I don't. Yeah, know. but we lost sandwich. you as soon as we said sandwich because you got mm-hmm. body fat test exactly. coming on Friday. Yeah. Bread, no thanks. You know, like Horrible. A turkey, a, a turkey and lettuce sub with some vinegar and oil on it. I would kill. Ooh. Ooh. You don't like pickles? Nothing better than an Italian though. Pickles I mean, are disgusting. You're talking about like fundraiser sub. Like people that would sell subs dumb. for a su- uh, yeah. fundraiser. Yeah, Jersey Mike. I'm talking brand. like Jersey Mike's. Oh, Jersey Mike man. is pepper, got, and then put a bunch of pepper on that sucks. So Jersey Mike's got boar's head meat. I do believe they do. They yeah. have boar's head meat. They have very good meat. Top tier. Yeah, they have good. They have good Not fucking good meat. They have yeah. great meat. Speaking of meat, we actually did smoke some meat today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I do believe that meat smoking is finished. Really? Has is this program? <laughs> oh, you put who start? Who did it? it today? We got a. Uh, we got something. Yeah. You know yeah, that, we got some. You yeah. know that mouth of Rappaport is called a Traeger. That's mm-hmm. right. Smokes all the meat. Mm-hmm. That's right. We got something that's better than the Traeger, allegedly. Way I'd better. Say. We're smoking meats outside. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna have you gonna have a uh, rap come down to smoke all your meats one day? So we already smoked our meats. We think if he was to get into our meat smoker, mm-hmm. his brain would not be able to comprehend what's going on. No. Well, yeah, and we smoke our own meat, so why would we? Yep. Yeah, I smoke nice. my meat. I smoke my meat. I smoke my meat. I removed the rib <laughs> so I could smoke my meat. Shout out Marilyn Manson. I smoke my meat. That's very... Thank you, Packer. Mm-hmm. AJ? I smoke my meat, too. Okay. You guys... Right. I can't wait. Send this one in. Send this in on our submission for the Emmys. <laughs> well, it turns out, now that we're sold out, oh, yeah. I don't know if we're in control of what's getting sent yeah. in for an award and what isn't getting sent in for an award. <laughs> mm-hmm. That'll be a fascinating Emmys next year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When all of a sudden, we, with how loud the deal was, announcement and everything, yep. one million percent we are going to be nominated. Right? Just classic, from our judgment of the way these things go. Mm-hmm. We are certainly going to get nominated for a thing. Yeah. Now we're going to get invited to it. That is going to be a massive fight. That is going to be a massive. Mm-hmm. You got to go. Yeah, that is going to be a big. I got to smoke my meat. Mm-hmm. You sure. know. I'm so sorry. But us getting dropped into that world will be fun for the next couple mm-hmm. of years. Mm-hmm. Just because remember, Shrake's talking about like I was in the same room as like and he's Jack Nichols, all yeah. those people. Yeah. It's like I don't have that in my soul at all. <laughs> I, I love Schrager, but that's a room I don't want to be in. But Do they play a highlight film of our clips, like really? of like they cut up today's show a little bit, and we get, everyone gets to watch little snippets from each show. This is the show. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Everybody else that tries real hard and has a great show and is actually professional, and they accidentally <laughs> see us get nominated, <laughs> and they're like, "That fucking a lot shit. of groans in." There. Oh my god! Yeah. So oh, much so anger. Mad. Well, and the way we look at it, so too. much hating. <laughs> oh my god! Go ahead, Bob. Like they're going. You're right. We will be nominated because Absolutely. of. The people will want us to be nominated so that they can be proven right. The people we're doing business with, yes. yes, We want to be proven right. So we will certainly be nominated for awards that we do not deserve. Doc, clip that off. Yeah. We know we're not supposed to win any of these awards. With that being said, probably are going to. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how we're going to feel about it. I don't know how we're going to feel about it. The only way we go, I think, is if we legitimately show up looking like this. Oh, yeah. 
Well, they're not letting you in the front door. Yeah. Okay. Well, like we tried. Sorry. Yeah, we should all match in costumes. You know, we'll do a whole thing. Jumpsuits would be sweet. We'll view it. We'll do it in our way. Like an Adidas jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. And we will appreciate the fact that we were a part of it. Mm-hmm. But to AJ's point, if there's any video run during that evening, <laughs> and it's about Ian Rappaport smoking more meat than anybody else in town, mm-hmm. certainly people will be pissed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they will. And on that, let's get the fuck out of here. Michael Malone has his chain on, sunglasses on, hat on, speaking in front of what looks to be the White House of Denver. Yes. Hell yeah. I couldn't imagine what the promo's being said, but it seems like he's given a lot of passion and energy, and Denver's taking it back. I said they haven't won in a while. That was a lie. The Avalanche did win. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the reminder. Denver's hot right now. There's something in the air. It ain't dope. It ain't meat smoke. It's championship. Hell yeah. We'll be back tomorrow with a feel-good Friday. We can't thank you enough for allowing us to be a part of your life. Let's watch this U.S. Open, and let's enjoy the out of it. Hell Some yeah. guy's crying. Woo. His dreams are coming true. Let's enjoy this life. We're very thankful for all of you. Be a friend. Tell a, you know, more than just a friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be a friend. Tell somebody today. Yeah. Anyone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just you happen upon yep. somebody. Yeah. Uber driver. Just say, hey, nice shoes. Yep. Boom. Yeah. Don't even have to believe it. You have to deliver it yeah. as if you believe mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yes. But just one little <laughs> boom. Nice shirt. Boom. Can I yeah. ask her if you can smoke their meat, right? Sure. Hey, you meet or them to help them. That's not something nice. I guess you can offer up. If you cook for somebody, it's absolutely. Well, you could also- so how are you going to see a random person? You're just going to say, hey, you want me to smoke your meat? I, I don't know if that's yeah. something nice. Well, well, better you're at, I'll tell you what. Look like at the, the way- Piggly Wiggly. And they have meat in their in their uh, little cart. You okay, got so if you got a Piggly Wiggly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you want to in my house? I'll smoke your meat quick. If yeah. you're in the <laughs> grocery store at a Piggly yeah. Wiggly, mm-hmm. certainly offer up other people's meat to be smoked by you. And if you're just walking down the street and you see somebody, you go, you know what? You look like somebody like smoke your meat. Yeah. Like, I guess that could be con- con- construed as nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So maybe Mary. add it in there. But what we're saying is just like, hey, you look awesome. And then mm-hmm. boom. Yeah. Cool shirt. Boom. Never know what that person's going through. Yeah. That might have lifted them up through saving yeah. their day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit yeah. of a smile. And does it matter that you didn't believe it? No. Because no. to them, they did. Whoa. And they're off and running. Just say something nice to somebody. Even if it's food gays. You don't want people uh, <laughs> to be fake nice to you. It's like, I'd rather them be fake nice to me than real rude to me. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So Great let's point. just keep living Great that point. life. Yeah. Thank you, AJ. Yeah. So let's do that. Let's make the world a better place, a happier place. A little bit more smiles. And we'll be back tomorrow for a feel-good Friday. Be a friend or be a pal. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Tell a random or a friend something, something nice. Goodbye.